0: internet land. Welcome! It's been a while. Welcome to SoxCast episode 153. want to drop a quick hot notice on everybody up front. guess you may have noticed by now, of course, though. Uh, Your your friends at the SoxCast we are moving from our normal two week schedule. um, An episode every two weeks. Uh, We're moving to an episode every three weeks uh, from now on. Uh, Which I understand, you know, it's kind of a bummer. That's less shows. um, It's it's less of our lovely, dumb opinions that you get to hear um, over the course of a year. But after having done this for seven years now, I think we've all kind of come to a point where this kind of feels like it just makes a bit more sense with how we consume media Um whether you feel like actually getting together every couple of weeks to do something that is... I mean, it, it's performative, despite the fact that we're not, you know, putting on
1: care. That we're very chill. But <laughs>
0: yeah. but there's a performative aspect to, you know, getting together every couple of weeks and having to, like, you know, bang out a show. And I know that for me, uh, and I can admit throughout the, the duration of the show, it's all like, that... It's always kind of led me to have a little bit of a contentious uh, and adversarial uh, relationship with some of the media that I've had. And I know that it's negatively affected that because, you know, you get that. It, it almost feels like homework at a certain point. Like where you go, oh, man, I've got that two yeah. weeks coming up yeah. and I've got to finish this. And it's just like you feel kind of like you're running up against that sometimes. And I know that that's, that's something I'm just putting on myself. And I know that, like, nobody gives a shit. But to me, the way a podcast works is, like, I like to come to a show with, like, my, 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 my complete thoughts on something. Mm-hmm. So it's not often that I talk about something that's in progress. Um, so, like, having three weeks between shows, I feel, will probably give us a better chance to, to, to do that and, and – um, you know, so if you want to blame somebody, blame Rhett. Rhett's the one that brought it up, not me. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> Rhett's the one suggested blame moving. Me. Rhett's the one that suggested to moving to three weeks, and blame
2: a- me and and Elden Ring being like 150 hours long.
0: <laughs> so, like, when I started thinking about it immediately, it was just like, yeah, like, like it, all it took was Rhett's suggestion for me to go. Yep. Yeah. You jumped so quickly. I, I was jumped. Like, okay. I, I saw that message and literally first shit my pants, <laughs> uh, and two it was like, yeah, oh, boom. I checked out. I banged out a reply to that thing in like under thirteen seconds, so it's like, yep, yeah, we need to do this. This is exactly what we need to do to keep this thing fresh for us, and and to keep uh,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, to, and to keep uh, yeah, for, your media from becoming adversarial because that's not what you want. I don't I don't need no. any more Celeste slash East Nines in my life. I don't need that oh, happening again. <laughs> that wasn't fun. And I think that that's what happened with the, like those games. Is I probably had like like maybe with one of them I was like this is not the mood. But I think with East Nine it was just like oh I need to finish it before the show. And then I started getting contentious mm. with it. it. Was just like Aww. oh yeah like that's probably not good. So it's better for our mindset going forward that we'll be doing episodes every three weeks now instead of two. So apologies for that. Uh, but I think it's going to make better shows going forward. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, to my immediate virtual right, one of these days, he's going to let us know what his favorite Wu-Tang solo album is. (laughs) It's Rhett.
2: What's a Wu-Tang solo album?
0: Uh, So, each member of the Wu-Tang clan have released a solo album at various points in time. Some of them have released multiple. Rhett, just like, if anybody Mm. ever asks, just tell them, you either like liquid swords or, (laughs) or, or, or only built for Cuban links tell them that if anybody ever asked, Liquid- and i know that somebody's going to at some point you are going to yeah. get grilled real hard about your favorite Wu-Tang Clan solo record,
2: Liquid <laughs> Swords or Only Built for Cuban Links. I do remember a long time ago like middle school someone was like, "So what's your favorite Green Day album?" and I'm like, "What's a Green Day?" Oh god. Oh. You know, they're like, Aww. "You haven't listened you haven't listened to Dookie? It's the hottest new thing." Dookie's incredible. That is a that is an incredible <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: Polly's on team with the, I'm on with team the middle definitely. score that's grilling you.
0: Oh look, surprise, surprise, I'm on team Dookie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like that like Dookie not so, only so is the, Now, now the best, I know to say
0: no.
2: Like,
0: yeah, like so when somebody like Rhett, what's your favorite Green Day album?
2: Boulevard of Broken James. That's not an album. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> that's the one I know, Rhett. Uh American Idiot. American Idiot. American
0: Idiot. That's a good. That's That's a good
2: album. I think I got you into that album.
0: I think because like you didn't like. I remember like thinking that like this album is very progressive adjacent, Mm. um. And I remember sending it to you, uh, back in the day. This was like 2004 or some shit. Like this was years ago. But I remember you. I remember you not liking Green Day at the time, and I remember just being
2: like, "Trust me, like this is really good." I've been doing that thing where I listen to all my music in order mm-hmm. by chronology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, American Idiot was a while ago. Is this yeah. thing?
0: Okay, Psychic so has got Supreme Clientele. That is also a very good uh suggestion for uh favorite Wu-Tang album uh, if you ever are questing. Okay. So you can add Supreme Clientele to your uh
1: to your arsenal there rent i think we're going with liquid swords that's a cool name that's
2: a real cool name and that's
0: a very,
1: it's a very cool name is the thing it's a yeah, very see, good album. new swords which makes it extremely it, powerful
0: it may be my favorite album
1: it may be my favorite
0: wu-tang solo record so that's a that's good choice i think okay yeah to my media virtual left he's dying to get his blood on you it's john Thayer. hi hey That's a good intro. I like that one. I figured you'd like that one. Had Foo Fighters on the mind, so I was just like, "Ah, there's, (laughs) there's pull it, pull a quote out of the out of the ether. We got one. Boom." Doing good, John. Are you ready for a podcast?
1: I'm very ready for the podcast. I had a nice walk. I had a nice chat. I I I had a long hot bath today and yesterday. Oh, nice, nice. The, those are treat you right I had bad eye strain this morning because I kept playing video games
0: I oh my god last night like I had that like i I played a visual novel last night that I won't be talking about this episode uh, i play mm-hmm. I've played it for about twenty hours over the last three days and last mm-hmm. night at about midnight I was closing in on <laughs> the end of it uh, end of one of my one of the endings and it's like I felt my eyes just kind of like. <laughs> oh, God, what is this feeling? This mm. uh, this hurts. I'm just looking at a screen. Calm down. And, yeah, like, I know what It's pretty feeling. rough, huh? It didn't feel great. And I, and I was playing on, like, my big 50-inch screen TV. So I was just like, okay, I've probably <laughs> been looking at this way too long. So I took it easy today, and I only played, like, a couple hours. So
1: we're good mm. now. That's that's been me. It's like, okay, I'm going to take a long walk. I mean, it was the first sunny day all week. It's been miserable all oh, week, so I miserable. took advantage. It's still miserable. Oh, I'm here. Sorry. It's still cold here. Yeah, so it's cold. I, I can't
0: deal with wind blowing in my face. Like that is a thing. Like I can typically deal with like cold weather, but if the wind is blowing and the cold wind is in my face, it actively mm. just makes me angry. Like I just <laughs> get re- I just start getting really mad. <laughs>
1: I can handle cold and I can handle Wind cold wind as long As it's sunny if it's a clear day mm. Then anything goes but if it's Cold and it's over 20 Then then anything goes but if it's If it's if it's dreary Out and it's and it's Or if it's like it was like Rainy all week it was like swamp yeah. All yeah. week
0: Ugh. We had a pretty, pretty good fit? Week like we had like 60s and 70s All week and then Saturday comes, and it's uh, it's forty degrees now.
1: Like forty what are degrees you doing? is pretty. What? Forty degrees is pretty all right. I'll, I'll take forty. I would take forty degrees today during it was like the 30 day. Days today it did not like, get.
0: It did not get above forty during the day, and it was like twenty two at night.
1: Easy it was, it was it was thirty today with sunny weather, and I was like, mm, "Great day for a walk." <laughs> I thought
0: it was going to be a good day for a walk, and then I walked outside, and then the wind was like, "No, fuck it, I'm going back inside because the wind has already made me angry."
1: Yeah, I, I getcha. <sighs> just gotta just gotta take the take the take the Ws where you can get them. Yeah, look, we're almost there. We got another couple of weeks, I
0: imagine, for shitty weather to come rolling in, mm-hmm. and then after that. We're good.
1: We're a cruise Full spring. spring, as they call there it.
0: Full spring. Yeah, that's basically what just fucking happened to me this week. Yep. God. All right. Um, so, aside from that, doing pretty well. Doing good. That's good to hear. John, you're not going to get us started. Red is. Okay. Boom. Hello. See that? See what I did there? <laughs> just, I swerved you motherfuckers so hard. Everybody, Everybody collectively sighed when I said, John... And then I threw it over to Rhett, and then you heard that. I'm very
2: excited for some John segments. This and then you time. heard
0: that. That one. That one sound effect of children. Of children going yay!
3: As soon as I said
1: Rhett, they go. They go. John. Aww. Just kidding, Rhett. It's yeah. Rhett.
0: <laughs> man? Even Radiohead used that fucking sample in a song. Really? Yeah, they used it in uh, 13 step. 15 step. 13? 15? Wait. Is it 15 step? I think it's 15.
2: 15 step. Yeah, they used it. They used the yay! Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different sample. The Mm. one from Diddy Kong's. No, 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 no. no. No, Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Rhett, get us started. (laughs) It's like there have been two samples of children in history. Ever. On some... Stamp on some soundtrack thing, and everybody uses them. Yeah, they're they're used in everything. Yep. The, the brave souls who gathered more than like five children together, and they were like, "Okay, we're never doing this again." That was awful. Mm. Okay. Um, All right.
1: I've still been playing Elden Ring. That's <laughs> a shocker. <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: really
0: surprised. This this, this is, is very j- kind of a j-
1: bomb core segment here. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm still playing Elden Ring. What an this astounding is revelation. <laughs>
2: It is very much not a, I'm talking about a game after I've finished it. My complete thoughts. This is very much, hey, here's some more in progress. I'm still in it. I'm still in We're it. We're still I think, here. I feel like I was a little harsh on the game last time, kind of focusing on the bad side. where like, oh, there's these repetitive, you know, the caves, tombs mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. that are mostly towards the start of the game. I really like Elden Ring, but it is such a weird thing to kind of grasp where, like, open world Souls game and, like, there's so much good here and then so much that's like, wow, what happened? (laughs) That, like, I don't know where my thoughts on it are going to land because I've had such incredible high highs with this game where I'm, like, feeling like this is the best game I've ever played and then something'll happen and then it's like b- gets bad for like 5 hours that's kind of like <laughs> the thing that that
0: i keep hearing is, mm. is that like it's like the highs are really high and the lows yeah, definitely. are the lows are dog shit
2: it's really weird like that and i don't know it's so i think the souls games have kind of been weird rpg action hybrid beasts mm-hmm. cuz like there's all the magic stuff in them and all, like, the different builds you can do, but then it is kind of reinforced by this really fun combat system that really is slow and methodical and kind of punishes you if you mash or if you panic. Mm-hmm. Or you can kind of stand back and cast magic if you want And I think a lot of people don't want to play it like that because that's not as fun. A lot mm-hmm. of people, like me, they want to stand there with the shield. I want to get up and ev- things grill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to get up there with the shield or... Dodge rolling if you're a little crazy (laughs) and just wait for the perfect moment to counterattack. Kind of like how I envision Monster Hunter goes, even though that seems a little more hectic. And then Mm. they made Bloodborne and Sekiro, which are very much like, hey, we're stripping like a lot of the RPG out, especially Sekiro. Sekiro is like 100% action game. Bloodborne is like 80%. And like... Those work much better as just pure action games. So Elden Ring kind of swinging back to the big RPG stuff. It's... This game is just the most unbalanced one I think they've made. Oh, wow. Because of the open world yeah. and because... Yeah, it Because, like, even Dark Souls 3, which I played in kind of just... In one ear out the other, honestly... Like, it's a pretty linear game. It's very hard. Like, you have a few paths to traverse down, and towards the end, you know, it's kind of like the one critical path. So it's very hard to, like, beat the level scaling, because it's like, hey, here's, like, the three areas you can do. They're all kind of the same difficulty, so you'll kind of prod against all of them at once, and then towards the end, you know. Here's the one boss that is gatekeeping you from the entire rest of the game. Beat it or grind a bit. Beat it or perish. Basically, and like I really banged my head against some of those bosses towards the end of that game, where like my only two styles were shield and sword, or two handing the sword. Like if if you are just so strong, I need to two hand the sword and learn how to roll. I'll do it. Like it was very much a brute force kind of playthrough. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Elden Ring is because you have so much big open world and so much small side content. It's just very, very easy to get up leveled and then come to content that feels like the main path and just annihilate it. Mm. And that just doesn't feel great. Yeah. Mm. Like, I was going through the end of the fourth area, which was by far my favorite. I'll maybe double back to that later. And, like, the area itself was very challenging. It had some enemies that could really fuck me up if I didn't, you know, kill them basically before they could counter anything I was doing. And then I got to two bosses at the end and just fucking curb stomped them. And it was like, what happened? <laughs> what happened, game? It's a game where, like, the,
0: the unfortunately, it sounds like the RPG mechanics mm-hmm. means that you can just, like, numbers your way past any that, situation. Yeah.
2: And I know there's a big difficulty spike coming up, which I think was them kind of reacting to how out of control some of the numbers get. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm, like, level 110, and, like, the Souls games, you can level every stat up to, like, 99, Yeah, but there are caps in the way where, like, after 40... Yeah, you get diminishing
0: returns.
2: You get significantly diminishing returns. Like, after, like, when you're leveling the HP in this, like, you get about 40 per level until you hit the stat 40, and then you get, like, 20 per level. Like, it drops off pretty sharply, so there's all these, you know, soft caps and then hard caps. So the problem is, that, like, at a level 110, I'm like, I'm at basically the soft cap for vitality. I'm at the soft cap for stamina. My And then everything else is in the attack stats, which are all pretty high. It's like, OK, there's not much less, to, you know, to level. I'm just kind of s- pumping these numbers up. <laughs> as well as the way the game has the spirit ashes, which are these summons you can reuse and then the best summon of all, which is just make a copy of your character. I Yeah, like, why wouldn't you do that? The, I saw a meme. It was like, I'm going to summon the one motherfucker I trust, me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and my place out. So I always use This. I don't know the actual correct way of saying it. Zwyhander. I, I still want to say it the dumb, purposely incorrect Zy-hander. way. Zwyhander. But now I found another ultra great sword I like, mm-hmm. and then by accident was like, oh, I can put the Zweihander in the offhand and two hand these bitches and just go. fucking ultra great sword in both hand, jump attack, slam, do a shitload of damage. <laughs> so I have the mimic doing that as well. It's just out of control. That's it. Uh- So they, and they did a patch, they nerfed the Mimic, it's still really good. Apparently they cut its damage in half and it's still really good.
0: Oh, that's like, yeah, like what do you do after that? (laughs) You just gotta make it completely ineffective after, like that's the only thing you can do after this.
2: As there was, there's been some other skills like Barricade Shield that were like, okay, after patch, it costs twice as much to use. It lasts over half as long it does ha- like less stamina boost it's like okay so just remove it from the game if you're going to like if, yeah if you're just gonna like destroy completely remove everything that it does because I think the problem with it is how shields work in this where it's like your stamina on hit loss is a percentage and it becomes a point one point it's possible to hit a hundred percent so you just stop taking stamina yeah from being hit. Which is broken? They should have accounted for that. That like th- they
0: didn't even get that far in the Souls games, did they? Because you always at least I don't think you, could you always ever at least take zero. Yeah, you always at least took some kind of stamina like hit yeah. when you blocked something.
2: Yeah, they show you the number now, and it's and it works as a percentage. And there's another shield that takes like 48 strength to lift, mm-hmm. but it has like 90 percent. That's so crazy. you can just. So if you're using any sort of buff on top of that, it's just you don't take stamina damage anymore. Yeah, that's silly. Which is crazy. <laughs> that's very silly. So there's all this stuff that's like, I got one weapon and people are immediately in the comments on the wiki are just like, get ready for the nerf, boys. And I'm like, oh, come on. That When I'm playing this as a single player thing, the thought that like everything good is going to get it's gonna nerfed. Get, it's to, real shitty. Yeah, it really sucks, especially when it's based around the PvP stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was one shield that I got that had just been nerfed, but then ah. I uh, I understood why it was nerfed, because it was 100%, 100% a PvP thing, where the shield was like, deflects magic and shoots the projectile back at the attacker, except what you could do <laughs> is poison yourself, and that would count as a status effect. Oh! So you could... So you could just fucking machine gun fire from the shield. Yeah, I was about to say that sounds real silly. But Like that one was actually broken. Yeah. <laughs> so I get them fixing that. It was just like so funny, like day after the patch, I found it and looked it up and was like, oh, I, m- I missed the fun part. So like everyone's like, oh, they're going to they're going to nerf T-shirt or whatever weapon that yeah, is. More or coming, nerf- more incoming. Yeah, they're going to they're nerf Holly that retweet. week. Goddamn. <laughs> Yeah, right? You're good. I'm sorry. I have Twitter
0: open. It's okay. It's okay. I like to think that we do that on purpose.
2: (laughs) You you really got me with that one. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. So my thoughts on this game are just up and down. We're like, the second area is gorgeous, and I loved exploring it. And by the end of it, I was exhausted because I was so overleveled and just kind of crushing through stuff. And then the third area, kind of a shitty place to be. I kind of poked at that as the second, like, oh, I'm bored over here. Let's go over what's happening in, you know, Bloodville. Oh, it's still a nightmare. Okay. The fourth area, though, is so good. (laughs) Like, it's one of those weird things where it's like, wow, I think this game kind of keeps getting better as you get into it. Like, as you kind of develop your character and then just the level design, in the fourth area, because instead of being more open world, it's like a really mountainous region and it's just a bunch of paths that kind of spiral around in interesting ways. And there's a lot of verticality and I'm just like, Oh, this is just a really huge souls level because you don't really have that openness. You just have path with like two branching paths that lead really interesting ways as well. Oh, that's nice. And then there's a huge like mansion on a volcano that's that is just straight up like a dark souls three level. That's really fun, and then then you have the capital, which is just hey, what if Ann Orlando was like three times as big? <laughs> and, and it's just like that one, that one got me like in a weird headspace where I was like, okay, but this is actually too big because there's like ten bonfires or something. Oh and lord! It's, and it's all like this super tightly constructed. Uh, like geometry and level design mm-hmm. and it's just like it's getting too difficult for me to keep this entire place in my head yeah because there's just so many places so many nooks and crannies there's this massive like sewer labyrinth that you don't get a map for because it's underground so the map only shows you the, the surface level and there's this one part where like <sighs> you hit a bonfire under. <sighs> Right, I'm getting a chill down my neck, there's like a such, good
1: chi- like a good chill down my
2: there's neck. <laughs> so, there's so many good moments in this game. Like there's this really funny part where you hit a you hit a bonfire in the sewers and then you can see like three paths to go, but then some of the doors are like does not open from this side. So you go through some tunnels, you come, you kind of loop around, you open one of those doors and it takes you right back to that first bonfire. <laughs> I'm like, nice. "Okay, I'm back here, but I have that door open now." You go through some more sewers. You come up a ladder. You open a door. You're back to the first bonfire.
1: <laughs> three times. You go back That's to three
2: real times. Good. That's real I good. People, I saw people on the wiki like getting mad. Like, I don't need this bonfire. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> That's so good. The, there's this like maze in pipes that feels like it's out of Half-Life or something. And I'm just like extremely confused by it. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to. Hug the right wall. There you go. And it, <laughs> and eventually, I came to where I had been before. <laughs> Hugging the right wall what? didn't work. What? Yep. The, it,
1: yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work if you have um if it's not a perfect maze. Like if there's a loop in the maze. There was a loop in the maze, so it doesn't. I've so, been so it doesn't.
0: Betrayed.
1: Yep. I've been sorry, betrayed by sorry. maze oh, logic. <laughs> the the right wall thing only works one hundred percent of the time if there is only one solution through the maze if there are multiple paths uh, through the maze then it then the right wall technique can break it, so it broke and there's also two places
2: in the maze where you can just fall out of the pipes into the area below. <laughs> oh good so i was just so it just took me a while juicy like ended, and then i ended up going like to the very bottom of the area that like there's this huge spiral staircase and i could see an elevator but it was above me so it's like oh I've got to go back into the Hell Maze and find hmm. a way higher up to get over there. So I eventually did. It was just like, it's a lot.
0: Oh, There's yeah. really good
2: moments in this game. And then, of course, you know, dying a lot because the enemies, the rats in this game are so strong. I think that's maybe one of the issues with this game is because it is so long mm-hmm. and they reuse enemy models. Like Bloodborne actually has this, this issue as well, where it's like, Oh, no, that's not a level one wolf. That's a level 200 wolf. It has
0: that that MMO problem.
2: Yeah. We're like, no matter where you are in the game, a wolf will kill you in like four hits. It's so silly. (laughs) It's almost like a wolf at the start of the game will kill you in five hits because they do 20% damage. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the game, oh, no, this wolf will take a third of your life because it's a. But they don't even really look different. There was one time I was like, oh, that's a big fucking wolf. And it's just a regular enemy. But like they reuse enemy models like a little too much. There's a part towards the end of Bloodborne where you fight some villagers. But they do a shit ton of damage because <laughs> it's near the end of the game. Right. And you're just like, oh, I'm so used to you guys from the very start of the game being fodder by this point.
1: <laughs> but now,
2: like four, of you can mess me up all over again. That's it's a. It feels a little weird. Like oh, yeah. I'm just kind of treadmilling. So I, I have moved past the capital. I stepped into the forbidden lands, and I haven't played since then because I was like, <sighs> I'm a. I'm a little scared because I hear this is really where the difficulty spikes and people stop liking this game as yeah, much.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like it. Cons- like if that's end game. Yeah. Then like the most consistent thing I see on my timeline and everybody mm. I've talked to about this game is that they just hate the end game.
1: Yeah. Now is that be is that because it's bad or cuz they need to get good? Both. The, the okay. thing
2: I hear is that one like at some point they're just stopping being new enemy models. Yeah. Okay. Like there's just nothing new at some point and just the difficulty and it specifically hating melee characters. Aww. oh yeah 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 it's very tuned to
0: hating melee characters
2: yeah, yeah. I do feel like the RPG stuff in this one pushes you more towards magic than any of the Souls games did mm-hmm. like that's another thing that I kind of don't like is upgrading your weapon is so important and it's still a pain in the ass like regular <sighs> weapons go to plus 25 now Ooh, I think my Zweihander Ooh. is plus 22 And I can't find any more of the higher materials because, you know, I do have a bit of the game left. But special weapons, like the Twinkling twinkling Titanite equivalent, Mm -hmm. those only go to plus 10. Those are easier to upgrade. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's weird because they were definitely the harder to upgrade in Dark Souls. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, like, way more of that material equivalent in this. And you just... You find so many weapons so often in the game where it's just like... Is this gonna be good? Am I gonna waste materials that I are kind of rare to upgrade? Yeah,
0: that's the thing that I've always kind of not liked about the Souls games. It' like, yeah, like once you commit to a weapon, you're kind of boned because you can't really change out of it because there's usually a pretty finite. uh, Yeah, the titanite is usually a pretty finite resource Mm -hmm. and. I think that's something that really just always kind of bugged me about those games. That like you're making a hard commit, and then like and like in Dark Souls, they really want you to make that commitment early on because like once you get to Sen's Fortress, the game stops fucking around. Yeah, that's when you need to start upgrading, and like by that point, you need to be just like, yeah, okay, this is the weapon I want for basically the
1: rest of the game. Time to upgrade my Drake sword as high as it can go. Put all my, all my scales into my Drake sword. Oh, just no. Drake sword. A good old Drake sword. Oh, Never failed me no. once. Never
0: fails.
1: Boy, that's like <laughs> the, one of
0: the worst beginners traps of a game ever. I think
2: the Drake sword is specifically evil because the upgrade material for that one is even rarer. Yeah. Like the dragon scales. I yeah, think. Yeah. Like this at least has just two kind of upgrade paths with, you know, Regular smithing stones are, I forget what they're called, like somber smithing stones for special weapons. Yeah. And you can, I do have the ability to buy up to like plus four unlimited from the vendors. Like they give you a little bit of a break and eventually I'm sure I'll be able to buy up to like plus six, plus yeah, eight. Yeah, like they go, they'll probably open
0: but, a bit of it, yeah. but like you're not going to max a weapon that easily mm-hmm. and you're like. No. Yeah.
1: But that's the thing if, you like- a, if you wield it, if you wield the Drake sword with two hands, pressing or holding R2 will trigger a shockwave attack. The two way shockwave attack can hit the An Orlando archers off the ledge. Useful if you're bad at parrying that. Like, there you holy go. shit! There you go. All right. Well, well, hey,
2: hey, you know, a Drake sword. You can use the R2 on the Zweihander to also just fucking kill
1: them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can just do that
1: yeah you do oh, just do that yeah that's easy yeah just do that just go run up and kill them yeah easy i, I parry I love... them
0: all the time like that's what i do i run up and i just i either kick them off or just slice them off it's not that hard
2: i do I... go ahead Rhett. i love elden ring having a jump button it just <laughs> makes the combat so fun because <laughs> <laughs> then i ha- i have a talisman that's like makes jump attacks do more damage so that's how I really fuck shit up. So like, just why would
0: you not use a jump attack?
2: Two handing ultra great swords. J- jump attack boost. Jump attack R2. which Because make, it makes the R2 faster because it has to come out yeah, by the time you yeah. hit the ground. So I will just stand in front of enemies. Jump slam.
1: Jump slam. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is not how you were supposed
1: to play a Souls game. Souls may cry.
2: <laughs> it's just... 'Cause I've been watching the VTuber Renee play it, and she ended up doing the same tactic nice. of two landing swords. Straight minds
1: think alike. Running around naked, just <laughs> slam, slam. If there's anybody I could see playing yeah. that game like that, it's her. Yeah. Just no thought, just brute force. Yep. Uh, one one thing, Polly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I play when I played Dark Souls, I had not parried anything when I oh, got to wow. the Anne Orlando Archers, and I did not have any long-range weapons. And if you don't know how to parry, if you don't or if you don't, if you have not engaged with parrying and you don't know how to have any long range weapons, it is a very tricky set piece.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, look, I died a lot my first time in there. OK, <laughs> my first time to that set piece. But by the first time I learned how to get over and get to them,
1: once I once I'm in range, I'm a threat, bitch. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah if you if you can parry them because if you can't do that i i try i I tried like seven 17 Mm. angles on that (laughs) trying to trying to figure out a way to get past without falling off so i couldn't do it now
0: i'll guarantee you i couldn't do it now because i have not played dark souls in probably five (laughs) years so i would look like a jackass trying to do it now but in my prime when i literally Mm. just did a playthrough that was like 90 percent parrying like yeah i can do that shit
1: yeah, parry uh, The thing is, Rhett told me, oh yeah, just parry him And then I ran up and I parried him on my first try And got past it, like once I did that I'm, sa- I'm not saying that if you parry it's it's. Ho- I'm not saying that it's Hard to parry it, I'm saying that if you don't Parry it, Uh-oh. it is impossible
3: Yeah,
0: yeah
2: <laughs>
1: Alright At least in the games where parrying matters
2: Bloodborne and Sekiro, it's way easier Yeah, well I mean, Sekiro Is built around the parry Yeah the problem with the parries in that game is is the game is like okay now do nine in a row <laughs> with yeah re-eating. yeah that game's so not Bloodborne for me. Parrying, Bloodborne parrying is is really forgiving with the guns. Oh yeah, you it's use, so wide.
0: Like even a use little a gun to parry. Yeah, the little bit that I got to play of of Bloodborne, like yeah. the the parry window was so big.
2: Yeah, and since it's a gun, you don't actually have to be right in the yeah real.
0: <laughs> yeah. It feels real good.
2: Yeah, so like those two, even though I don't really like Sekiro that much, those are the action ones, and Elden Ring is like by far the most RPG of them because it's such a. That's so interesting. Game, so. That they,
1: that, that's so interesting that they kind of doubled back that way. I, I like it. I like that they keep yeah. doing different styles there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did do Eld or they did Dark Souls three between
2: Bloodborne and Sekiro, but yeah, this is mm-hmm. definitely it is way doubling down on that style. After, like, you know, the Dark Souls games you kind of can get through is pure melee. This one is, this one's kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did start a new game. Just real quick. I uh, Go I, went for it. T- I went to the title screen of Elden Ring and I hit new game. Uh-huh. And I made a new character. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you meant you started a new game. Yeah, I was like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I made a new Elden Ring character. I, st- I picked the Samurai because I wanted to play Magic Samurai. And then I played that character for, like, seven hours.
0: <laughs> you are done, like, like, don't turn to Byron on us. Byron literally did not beat Dark Souls for, like, five years because he kept making characters and playing them from the beginning.
2: I, d- I have hit a point where I'm just like, okay, but for real, this game's really long. Get back to your main, you idiot. Yeah, you gotta, come on, you gotta wrap this up. Like, I definitely had that, like oh but wouldn't it be cool you could have a magic in one hand and a katana in the other and i did that and it was like a few hours later i was like i don't find magic fun sorry game Damn. <laughs> all, those hour, like t- all those
0: hours playing
2: force and pso just down the toilet i think magic in those games is way more fun the Which problem is, is like, like elden ring uh there's a ton of spells Like they've really worked to improve the magic systems for late game, Mm. and people are just like, yeah, the level one magic missile is like the best one in the game because it's just (laughs) real, just just like damage and speed and like, just it's really good in every stat. So you don't ever really have to use anything else because it's just it's cheap, it's effective, it hits pretty hard, it can kill anything,
1: it can attack the darkness,
2: yeah. It makes numbers happen. It's good. So then I'm just running around like sniping stuff from a distance and I'm just like, Oh, well, I guess this is one way you could play it. If you're this is
1: one way you could spend a hundred hours. Yeah. Especially so the grass, just, grass you- seemed greener on the other side of the double jumping. God, horse. I
0: gave up, like I was going to do a magic play through in dark souls two back when that game was oh, out. Geez. And I was like,
2: Jesus Christ, this is so boring. I think I did. I did a lightning build just because the lightning is super broken. Yeah. In that it's game. broken as fuck.
0: And I got bored.
2: Yeah. I remember there's, like, a a secret optional super boss at the end of that one, like, Darkness or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It took several tries, but I one-shotted it with magic. Oh, nice, (laughs) (laughs) nice! Because there was some max-level pyromancy spell that takes, like, five seconds to cast, Uh but then just makes a shitload of, like random volcano geysers all around the arena oh yeah
1: yeah yeah so, I,
2: so this is why it took several tries because yeah. i would just cast that at the very start at half health the boss splits into two yeah and then i just got the rng to line up so that just instantly, yeah, killed, both just instantly killed both of them yeah yeah i was just like okay i have broken dark souls 2 yeah
0: which is not that hard to do because dark souls 2 yeah. is a pretty easy game to break
2: yeah so on my magic uh my magic samurai in Elden Ring, I got to Margit and I was also determined to not use any summons. Mm. So like that fight was really hard when you're just having to dodge roll everything and dying in two hits. <laughs> and it took like 10 tries and I was really like edge of my se- I was like right on that edge of like I'm tilting, I have to stop. This is taking too long. And then when I won, my heart was beating. I was a little like, flushed, and it was just like, man, that was the most exciting fight I've had in this game so far. And it's kind of like, why I want to make the alt because I wasn't getting quite that satisfaction from the main game. Ooh, that's not the that's, main game, but like my main yeah, character. Yeah, your main
0: character. Yeah, that's that's kind of rough though. because the main character, you summon the mimic and you win, and you win. Yeah, you summon the mimic. You jump attack like an idiot a lot, and then
2: yeah. So it's just like I wish the balance was just a little bit more there. It's it's mm-hmm. just kind of not.
0: It just sounds like uh, it's too big of a game for them to have been able to balance. Yeah. I mean, look, like I'm not gonna say from soft Ga- from soft games aren't exactly the most balanced masterpieces to mm-hmm. begin with. So them, do, you know balancing a large game like this, I feel yeah. like this is just kind of the outcome you had to expect.
2: Yeah, because yeah, I think. Early on, people are like, oh, the difficulty is like really flat and and like leveling doesn't matter a whole lot. And it's just like, guys, we're on the first area. It absolutely is going to go crazy. And then it does. Because <laughs> like, like I remember like I think the first area is called Limgrave. And it's so big that I kind of thought it was the entire game because you get a map of it like in the. Xenoblade effect. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's like. When you start the game, maybe this was a pre-order thing. There's like the Elden Ring Adventures guide, and it has a map at the as the last page, and it just shows all of Limgrave. And I just thought, oh, that's the world map. That's the entire game. So I was d- subdividing that in by head into like, oh, it's this area. It's like these four areas. And then right. when I realized, oh, no, this is all just the first area of like six. This <laughs> game is fucking huge. And like the difficulty spikes are just... Obscene, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I'm curious where that game is gonna go. Where does that game
0: game land three weeks from now?
1: Man, I I know. I will. Hopefully, I have finished it by next time. I will. You'll you'll tell us about your second second alt character. Yeah, there you
2: (laughs) go. I think the second, album, I might try to get to the next major boss and then stop. We're going to fire him like, this
0: shit. We're going to have like three, oh, three concurrent God, playthroughs
2: no. now. <laughs> I think it's a good kind of podcast game because it is Souls. It is very quiet with little music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, you've done all this, all these like little side dungeons so recently. It's really a little tiring to do it again right now. Yeah. But I might be I might be dabbling with that character for the rest of the year or something. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Unless I've seen people so mad at the end game that they didn't want to play the game ever again.
0: Yep. I've seen oh, people wow. just like immediately take the game to
2: GameStop like, and get rid of it. It's so incredibly divisive, but I've seen maybe universal hatred for the last boss. Yep. Interesting. It's pretty
0: it's yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty across the I know one person I think that didn't have a bitch fit about the final boss, and she just kind (laughs) of seemed to enjoy be enjoying the experience top to bottom. But like everybody else I've talked to is just like, nah, get this shit out of here. I'm done.
2: And I play a mage and I love that one level one magic missile spell. Yeah. (laughs) It hits things from across the map.
1: I I told you I had the one friend that um, really loved the Elden Ring endgame and then I explained that and then they played, they watched a friend they, they were watching a friend finish it they watched
0: it they watched, <laughs> they watched they it, watched it. <laughs> yeah it's real great when I don't have to fucking play it
1: they compared it to the Bloodborne's endgame being really strong but I, I don't have any frame of reference for that
2: I love the last boss of Bloodborne. Well that, there, hmm. reference. Well, there you go. I mean maybe, technically maybe. technically three Bloodborne has three different last bosses because of the ending
1: stuff. Spoilers. Pe- people will know which one I mean. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Rat, maybe everybody else is wrong and it's actually awesome. That's that's my guiding light. In, the problem is
2: it's because even though I'm playing like a a faith build now, I'm still pure melee. It's gonna go poorly. Yeah, that's not, I
0: don't know that that's gonna end well for you.
2: My two swords, one of which is literally God Slayer, will see me through.
0: <laughs> god Slayer! This is my faith god build. God Slayer and Zweihander. This is my faith like, build, by the way.
2: I mean, the real faith is not believing in the false god of the Elden Tree. That's a good point. <laughs> I can't There's argue a, with that logic. The lore in this game, I don't really understand it. It does seem to be significantly dark, deeper than the soul stuff actually goes, but I do not understand it whatsoever. Well, George H.R.R. R. R. wrote
0: it. Of course it's deeper than Dude, anything okay. you could possibly imagine.
2: I keep trying to wrap, wrap this bit up, but the absolute dumbest fucking thing in this entire game, every single like major <laughs> boss slash story character... Their name literally starts with G, R, or M. Oh, jeez. <sighs> yeah, like,
0: it, ba- it is as bad as putting... That's
2: his actual contribution. That is, is as,
0: as, that is as bad as indie games putting YouTubers in their video games so that they'll get more views.
2: <laughs> it's so stupid, and it makes talking about the game so confusing where it's like, oh, no, I didn't mean Marga, I meant Margit. Like oh. all these characters with
1: extremely
2: similar names, yeah, that's because they all start dumb. with three letters. That's dumb. God, oh, not Godric, Godfrey. Different character. <laughs> like literally, with the God Slayer. Yeah, that's dumb. So it's that's very all funny. G R M names. That's all they ever name a character <laughs> in this in the lore. <laughs> it's like Fromsoft was like, well, we need to license out G R M to use these names. Absolutely.
0: God, that's that's
2: so it's true. illegal to have a character name with one of those three letters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unless we talk to this guy, apparently. So when you're done da- when you're done, are you gonna get really into DMF of Thrones? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, John. <clears throat> what have you been up to? <laughs> well, um, let me get a glass of water. I, I know this isn't normal. Let me get a glass of water real quick. I actually am parched.
0: I was getting yeah, ready. Chad, too. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was getting ready for it. I was waiting for the barrage. Let's go. <laughs> Let's
2: get this going. I took a drink, but I'm the one that just talked for like a half an hour. Yeah,
0: yeah. John's over here. Literally taking a John is easy. salivating. Yeah. That's why he's all there dry. He just cannot wait. It's the episode that he's been waiting for. Finally. Whoa. Our finally. promised day. <laughs> finally the promised day, an episode that he can be proud
1: of recording. I'm back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, can I hear y'all? Yeah. There you go. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> um, so I watched all of uh, Review Starlight. Oh my God, we're going right for this. I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, that oh this, yeah. this is oh very oh fresh. Yeah. This is very fresh on my mind. We, we
2: just it caused yesterday. two
1: different weekends to be overfull with emotions. Yes, it's very funny because I finished one big thing the same day as finishing the series, and I finished um, She-Ra season three yesterday right after finishing this, the movie. Woo. So it was just like a lot of feelings. Um, but yeah, so I, I watched this with Seal and we had a very nice time. Uh, Taylor in the chat says, Hey, John, read Gideon the Ninth. I have it on my shelf. I really, I'm really excited to. Um, so this is the show that Rhett really, really, really (laughs) has, um, is really, really, is really fine on.
2: (laughs) Championed it at the end of each episode saying, watch it so you can watch the movie.
1: Yep. (laughs) Um, so like right off the, right off the bat, immediate thing. This is a lot of stylistic cues from Utina. That's like a big cue for me, and the the director worked literally worked on multiple Ikuhar shows, so like it that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, can I hear Polly coming through? That's just okay. That's just yeah. Flashing I'm good. Green. You're here. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, little paranoid about my setup today. Um, and I I I don't know if y'all know this. I quite like. I really really like Utina. Um,
0: yeah, I remember it being a pretty big touchstone for um, you know, those early episodes of the podcast. It was a pretty prevalent uh touchstone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I rewatched it like for the fourth time or something pretty early on in the podcast and mm. it was just I mean, it's still on my brain. Like I watch I play Kingdom Hearts and I'm like, this is just like Utena. I I I read Fate. This is just like Utena. <laughs> and I watch this. Oh, it's just like Utena. Well, at least with this one, everybody says that. It's yeah. It's definitely like Utena. Um I'm I'm hitting those T do you like me hitting those hard t's, Polly? Yeah, Do, do you, you appreciate it? You're fine. You're fine. I mean, okay, I, I I could
0: hit some real big plosives if you'd like me to. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm saying I'm saying I'm not saying Utena. Yeah, you are hitting very hard T's, though. Utena. Utena. Utena.
1: Utena. Oh god. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Utena. One step um, at a time. Utena. One step at a time. Utena. Utena. Um I think I think Utena is oh whatever. Um so I think the show is really charming right off the bat cuz it's very very pretty. Mm-hmm. Like the songs are really good and the sequences are really gorgeous. Um like kind of throughout and, and that and that like carries you through like very easily that it's just like so fucking pretty. And so, and you just kind of, there's, there's kind of an immediate charming cast here. They introduce a lot of characters up front. Yeah. So you're kind of like, <laughs> I, am I actually going to get to know any of these people? What's going on here? Um, but like by the time I was finished with the show, there is very focused on those nine characters. So by the end of it, I kind of did have a sense of sense of each of them, which I think is really impressive. Um, I. So, I, I guess I kind of want to just talk about the arc as a whole, because like Rhett, you talked about like not being sure if you were really buying into, like not really being sure on this, on like until like the, the last half of the movie. <laughs> yeah, Rhett. Well, I feel like I bought. In, I didn't fully buy in until the last 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot, I, I
0: cannot stand listening to people talk about this fucking show.
1: Okay.
2: My read though, was that John liked the C, the TV series way more than I
1: did because quote cried at every episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, no, I, I that's a Polly. I liked the whole thing. I I feel I was, I was having a good time the whole time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I fully, Bought into what, like, hmm. Its message, maybe? Yeah. I, 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 felt, I told, basically I told Rhett kind of what I wanted the finale of the show to be, which it, which it wasn't. Um, that Rhett's kind of already talked about everything in the show ultimately centers around like this promise between Karen and Hikari that they made as children to become stars together. Um, and I had, I had an idea of kind of how I wanted things to play out in the finale. Um, And then the show ultimately goes in a much sweeter, kind of sappier direction with it. Yeah. Um, It's very gentle and nice. And uh, honestly, like I think my takeaway from the show was just kind of like, this is... uh, This was how I felt for the first half of the show, for sure, was like, there are no stakes here. (laughs) Like, this is the the this is a hyperdramatic this is a show that is about dramatic gay theater kids yeah and their feelings and it is playing out those feelings as intensely as possible on the screen and that, that there's a disconnect there that's very that's kind of funny um where it's like That like it's all like very small it it feels like small problems of just like i'm i'm having an argument with my friend like i just like very small scale intimate relationship things that aren't even like big catastrophic like big Mm -hmm. conflicts it's just like date where one person is like doing something really awful it's just more like i feel like I've been giving more of myself in this relationship and you take me for granted. And we're going to sing a whole, a giant song and cut and dance conflict about that. And then fight with swords and like a giant scythe and fight with swords and a giant scythe. while while the, the, the most over the top music plays possible and it's, it's the most theatrical. Um, and I think in a way that's kind of fantastic. Um, I think a show like Utana for like, like Utana ultimately like is pretty fucking high stakes. There's a really, really, really awful villain in that show. Who's a really awful person in a very grounded and horrifying way. Um, and there's just no, there's no villain in review starlight. Um, like it is all just these kids working out their tiny interpersonal squabbles together which is kind of fantastic i think um but it, but it also kind of i i i think there that was a distance i had with the whole show it was just like the, like kind of struggling to buy in because it felt so slight does that make sense
2: yeah i think that's why a lot of people
1: want to project a villain onto a couple of characters yeah when they're just not they're just other kids yeah at the school like even um, I did that
2: where I was like oh they're the mastermind thank you now I have a villain to root against and yeah like that's not really accurate no there's never really a big conflict like that yeah the conflict is just they're competing to be you know the top star like it's like ranking in the high school it's like oh I'm the best singer and dancer
1: so I get the lead role like that's yeah. the conflict yeah, and and working in show business is very extremely cutthroat. It's extremely cutthroat. So you feel bad that, that like there is a lot of pressure on these kids. Um I feel like the ending of the series is very romantic and it's about fulfilling this promise. Hmm. And that hit me a little bit odd because I was kind of just like <sighs> um like I kind of wanted Karen to build more of like her own personhood outside of this relationship. Hmm. (laughs) And so I watched the show and it was, I I literally thought that was the direction they were going when she started translating the book herself. Hmm. Like I'm going to, I am, I'm getting back in touch, not with this other person, but with what compelled me about this story in the first place. And I'm going to build my own thing about that. But then, but then it's ultimately still extremely about Hikari. Um, And then that's what the movie is. It's everybody. Yep. Yep. It's fucking everybody just like figuring out like I have to be my own person and and I'm growing and changing and my relationships are going to grow and have to grow and change with that. And that's hard. Um, And like every – all, all like, like you said, like the back half of the movie is just like one, one after the other, big song big. and song, eight ten minute song set pieces where everybody are playing out their feelings yep. in the in the most dramatic theater kid oh, way possible. The Junanana one
2: is just, I mean, all of them really, but especially like the last three, and Junanana is my favorite. Is so over the top. I, I think I think Claudia Nintendo really stuck yeah, out to me. I realized like, that one is probably actually more over the top, insane.
1: But. Sell me your soul. I am a phoenix reborn. Just these fucking every 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 bit of it. I was just like these fucking theater kids. It's God so damn it.
2: dramatic and fun. This movie yes! loves the theater. Like this. Thing, yes! This movie made me like theater. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which which wasn't necessarily, I am a vessel for God, he points out, Cecile. (laughs) You're not a vessel for God, you're just a person, and that's why I think you're cute. (laughs) I'm always cute. Her vessel being being like like this giant
2: stone bird that is the perfect actor that reflects none of herself in the character. This is all gibberish nonsense to everybody yeah, else, I but know, it's I know. so funny. I realized thinking about coming into this, like we can just say whatever we want, spoiler wise. It <laughs> makes no <more laughs> sense. It literally makes. Hey, there's a Mad Max sequence towards the end.
1: <laughs> Somebody, Fuck. what's the what's the samurai suicide thing called again? Seppuku. Seppuku. There's that. All, the, all
2: of the memes of this are Nana telling people to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nana, she's so good in this. The train verse, and then oh, that's prop blood. That one got me. (laughs) Yep, when they start bleeding. Yep, Karen. I I guess yeah. We don't really need to worry too much about spoilers here. Karen, Karen is Karen is like I can't be with Hikari. Then I shall literally die. That is how I am processing this. I have died. I am dead on the ground without Hikari. I am nothing. But wait, fuck. I think I, I think I started. I think I'm liking this more and more that we're talking about this. Red. Um, now, just imagine how
2: good my second watch hit. Yep, yep. I Where get like you. When you come to it, knowing what to expect and how
1: hard it's going to hit, and it's just. Mm. Mm. I, I guess I, I made this joke to Sorry while she was watching the movie, um, where I was like, where I said like, it's like they they put all the they had all the good parts that they forgot to put in the show and they made a movie out of them, and then they only put them in the back half for the most part. <laughs> the thing is, like all of that stuff with Hikari and Karen as kids, yeah, it's really important. It's really, it's really important. It should it should have been the show. It wasn't. That's, like, that's what's kind of the funniest thing to
2: me is like the show doesn't hammer in the promise stuff as much, or the movie doesn't hammer the promise stuff as much as the movie does. Mm-hmm. But the movie still shows the reality of her living as a kid with this promise that she made and going through like 11 years mm-hmm. of pining. It's really and, good. And it's so awful and painful.
1: <laughs> yeah. It makes it really real. I feel like the, I feel like the show leaves you so adrift in the world of metaphor mm-hmm. and it doesn't give you enough scraps of reality to kind of ground it. And then this the movie is like just enough of that to make it all hit yeah. just the way it needs to. Because like you get the stuff with Karen and kids and then you get that pitch perfect credit sequence. Like the credit sequence was like 30% of me loving the fu- the entire series, the entire is going to lose her
2: mind. Where right now, John is evolved to I like this movie because of the end credit sequence. But but you're but I'm but you get it right. <laughs> it's a really good end credit sequence. I actually, my first viewing, I was like, oh, I wish they had ended it without any resolution, just to really murder you. Oh god, I I, yeah. I think the my first viewing was actually in a way kind of negative, where I was like, yes this this movie is eviscerating Karen as a character and saying she's shitty. <laughs> and then on, sec- on second watch I was like, oh, I'm glad the post credit is there to kind of tie everything off.
1: I mean, that like I can't I can't think of a more perfect gesture for the story to leave off on than Hikari showing up and DM- and messaging Karen like, "Hey, wanna I'm in town, wanna hang out?" and Karen saying, "Nope, got an audition today, sorry." Like that's so nice. Like that I that just feels so perfect to me. Um, so, so I, I feel like the, I feel like the movie, it, the the whole thing feels a little lopsided to me. Like, I feel like more chunks of the movie should have been in the show. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the show doesn't fully work or land the way it needs to. I think that's why we both had slightly muted reactions to it. Even, even as I was very, I, I liked it, but it was kind of that like slightly distanced, slightly, slightly pitying, I don't know, slightly distanced, like, you know, um, I, so I feel like I, it feels a little to me, like they made the show and it didn't quite work. And then they were like, let's back, right. And get all the parts that we, that should have been there in, and then build to an even bigger mm. finale here that works better. Yeah. I just um, think the TV series just didn't have the budget they needed for a Mm
2: -hmm. lot of the bigger stuff and then you know being confined to like 22 minute episodes really paces out how things are going to go especially when it's like okay we want one review per episode so this episode is about these characters this episode is about these characters like it really kind of structures what things in a way that didn't work for that story Mm -hmm. because then the movie just goes hey let's do five in a row let's just (laughs) fucking bombard you
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's, and then they're just putting everything into pieces for that first hour and then just boom, boom, boom. Cause yeah. they, it's, you still have that whole series of buildup and that still makes a lot of that stuff land better. Yeah. Um, so I feel I, like that's that's kind of my takeaway is like the, 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 the structure, it, all the stuff I want is there. It's just ordered strangely and doesn't mm-hmm. not put together in quite the way it probably should be. Yeah. Um, I'm so really I, good. I, I feel po- I feel very positive about it overall. I I wouldn't, um, hmm, like I, <sighs> it's okay to
2: say it's not better than Utenna.
1: Oh yeah. Oh No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but but yeah, that was it. It was very funny coming away from the show and being like, "This is fucking. This is like, and did nothing wrong. The show. It's <laughs> <laughs> <She's laughs> like." Hikari is so like Homura at the start. It's she's so like she's so like Homura, and then she sacrifices herself and martyrs herself for all of her friends, and it's perfect and beautiful. She, and she was right to do it, and then and then her, her love rescues her and loves her just as much as she does, and everything. And then they rewrite a new happy ending, and everything is perfect for everybody forever. This,
2: the TV series ending is so cheesy. We rewrote our fate and destiny.
1: He, it, it, was, it was a little much. It was a little much for me. I was, it's a little much for us. Yeah. Which is saying a lot. Yeah, it's, a little, it's a little much for us. I, I can understand people who just buy in completely being really over the moon I mean, for this I'm usually the person who buys in completely for that kind of stuff. Mm mm-hmm. I I felt. <laughs> I felt I felt ba- I felt guilty being like this is too sappy when when I, when there's so much sappy bullshit I fall completely yeah. for but I I, I think be it, I think it's in part because they don't give you enough of the reality of that relationship mm-hmm. you don't get all that set up yeah. with Karen and Hikari that they do give you in the movie um, the movie stuff almost feels like a retcon
2: at times like because mm-hmm. there's one moment kind of towards the end of the first half where Karen reveals. She told a lie in episode one <laughs> she knew that Hikari was going to like that certain school i
1: really I really liked that moment it was just such
2: like, a good like loop having it
1: loop around like that to mm-hmm. the start. it's it's a it's a good thing i think that i think it's i think it shows a lot of growing pains as somebody kind of developing their voice mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to pace a season of television. Yeah. Um but I think there's a lot of there's a really nice heart here. Uh and, and it's a journey I'm glad I went on. So thanks thanks for thanks for pushing me at it, Rhett. I, I think that this turned out really really nice for me. Cool. And I got to watch it with Cecile and that made me happy. Cool, now do Simfo gear.
2: <laughs> uh Cecile's already watched Simpo gear. that can't happen. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, John's never watching Simfo Gear. <laughs> That's Someday. it. Someday Look, I'm getting, I'm trying to get back into anime, basically. Like that's, I've watched, if I'm looking at my list, I've watched six seasons of television since the start of the year. That's huge for me. All of them are cartoons. That's pretty good. (laughs) This was certainly the choice for getting back into anime. (laughs) I watched two, oh, I watched two very silly comedies before that. I watched Komi Can't Communicate and Tanaka Kun is always listless. (laughs) Um so like that that was like the the thing and then then i was like all right john needed starlight.
0: john needed some kind of palate cleanser after we watched raging bull
1: <laughs> god that was actually after after those ones mm. oh no we i we finished review starlight i finished review starlight right after raging bull which was probably good <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> that movie hey boy that movie's a lot that movie's real grimy Whew. Whew, you come out of that just, movie.
0: You come out of that movie, and you feel like you're kind of wearing a layer of grease afterward. You need to go wash you feel, you off. Can feel
1: the, you can feel the sweat on you. Yeah, the sweat and and just blood and yeah. filth. Ugh, it's just woof. It's rough. Yeah, just like Review Starlight. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they're, they're really similar, really. I mean one you could you could even say that Review Starlight was basically inspired by Raging Bull.
1: It's basically <laughs> Raging Bull. It basically I, is. When Rhett said like the last ten minutes of the the last hour of the movie was like when this whole series started working working for him. Yeah. I was like, is this where is that when it's gonna start having stakes? And then I got there and the answer was, no, <laughs> it's still, it's still little tiny interpersonal dramas, that's which why is, it's which so is why it's so good, <laughs> but the movie makes it work. I'm like, Oh shit. All it's right. Like, yeah. I think I'm such an asshole. I'm sorry. They go so
2: big with these personal relationship stakes that to mm. me, it still has
1: huge dramatic implications. I mean, cause that shit is the most important thing in the world in real yeah. life that that shit is extremely high stakes and important in real life. Yeah. And normally when you explore the way you explore that stuff in fiction is to be like very subdued and classy about it. And then the, Mm. the subtext kind of spills up and it makes it feel, then you kind of are like, Oh, this is so important and meaningful. Like raging bull, like raging bull is very much. (laughs) This is one guy having his fucking, his life fall apart. (laughs) because he's such a shithead, and you just watch that play out, and the stakes are just, he is hurting himself and the people around him, and it sucks. Yep. Um Versus Rev, but But, like... Reb you saw, so big and anime, forever, all of it. All the time. It is girls graduate, graduating high school, and then not being
2: able to be with their girlfriend anymore and having fights. Yep. And then they do that through elaborate musical set pieces with swords and singing and drama and <laughs> a lot of grief and anguish.
1: Yeah. It's so it's not, that it's not that there's no stakes. It's not that it's not, there's no, there's not a, it's not that there's no emotional core to it. It's just that it is a, it's a, it is, it's sort of a small story played out in the way that it feels. And that rules. Small, small story house, small, <laughs> small story house. So I want to talk about Ruby Starlight more. Just, go just for give it. me this one. Um,
2: no, no, go for it. So on so the last give, podcast give when you were picks. like, in the last podcast when you were like, oh, so d- did the Ichihara just click for you an hour into the movie? And I'm just thinking, no, it just becomes a musical at that point, and
1: that's when it gets good. <laughs> <laughs> like that Gosh, was the, the fucking Mahiro song. Oh my god! When they go off the stage. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> That turns in the, into horror for
2: like five minutes. <laughs> it's so much. Because <laughs> like, my hero is such a goofy character. Like just normally. And then mm-hmm. her reviews are like the goofiest, whereas she has like the sports themed one in the series.
1: And she hits Karen with the baseball bat, but in a really yeah. like cartoonish oh God, her, way. It's so good. Hers in the series is so good and funny and cute. Like you
2: say, you say you hit Karen with the baseball bat and you go, oh, geez, that's ugly violence. And it's like, no. And then Karen turns into a ball and bounces around in a pinball machine. Or <laughs> like it's like and they do it like four times. Mm-hmm. John laughs more each time.
1: <laughs> I think it was I think I remember literally messaging to see like rule yeah. of threes. They did it three times. And the third time is I, I'm on the floor laughing. <laughs> it's like the chorus of the
2: song or something. I forget how they time it out in so the, oh the, the movie her th- review is uh olympic themed and they're just instead of really fighting they're just montaging through <laughs> poses of sports like now they're in a pool now, now they're, they're weightlifting. now they're fencing now they're weightlifting like it's so boxing
1: goofy. hey it is raging bull
2: so it's played as this like really comedic thing right in the as the first one was and Uh okay, if anybody's going to watch this movie, this is a spoiler. And then a few minutes in, she's like, by the way, I've actually always fucking hated you. And the music (laughs) shifts and she goes full Yandere. And like the colors get super neon and like, it turns
1: into a horror all of a sudden on time. And it's well, well, the, the wild thing is that in the show, whenever you cut off their, their button, their star button, that's when the game, that's when the game's over. And Mahiru, does that, and then she just keeps stalking towards her with the sword, and you're like, the rules are breaking down. What's going on here? And she runs off the stage. Kikari runs off the stage and gets chased through the back, the the back rooms of this stage. Mm. God, it's so it's so fucking. It's so- because Mihira is so because Mahiro hates her guts because she stole her girlfriend, and it comes right back down to the very start of the story. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all about girlfriends. It's all about, it's, it's about Fast and Furious voice. It's about girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> this whole movie is nine
2: characters. and Then my hero is the one who didn't get paired off. It's true,
1: but, but she, she's very graceful about it. Ultimately. Is she, is she? Yeah. She was, she was like, I was just kidding. And then it, she, was she? <laughs> you're going, wow, you're, a, you're a really good actor. <laughs> really great actress. <laughs> just fucking terrifying hikari it's so good oh i think i told you a while ago that, like i
2: had a thought for what the series is and what the thought for the movie was that i still try to struggle mm-hmm. to get that out the series to me is like finding strength through others mm-hmm. like how oh god I for, i'm forgetting the names maya and claudine are rivals but then like they push each other forward like Maya wouldn't keep trying as hard as she got, or she has to keep trying as hard as she does because as soon as she she slips, Claudine will pass her. And then Claudine has to keep trying hard to keep up and eventually become number one. Like they drive each other forward. Mm-hmm. And then I think the
1: movie is finding strength in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because when like literally in the show, Hikari tries to shoulder the whole th- burden herself and is, yeah, and it's awful. And <laughs> Karen saves her. Yeah. So the, then the movie is kind of like doubling back. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we've had the nice romance, we had the the sweet relationships. What What's next? How What do you build yeah. on top? What do you How do you actually progress from here? I mean, he he car, not he car. Karen's
2: whole story in the movie is what's next because mm-hmm. she did the thing she lived her whole life for, and then emotionally for most of the movie she's just in a desert she just doesn't have a goal anymore like the trailers for this movie were wild because the first trailer was just a bunch of shots of karen in the desert looking (laughs) extremely confused (laughs) and then that's actually her most of her present story in the movie yeah that's how i feel after a breakup too girl (laughs) (laughs) but because that's i really like the last the last 10 minutes are so much. I mean, it's it's again she literally dies. She's like, "No, I can't." They go full circle with the I I am reborn thing. Uh-huh. They they literally set her past on fire. Uh-huh. They say you have to use that as fuel to move forward.
1: Oh my fucking god. It's
2: Hey Red, it's actually really good is the thing. It's really
1: good. I why do you think this immediately became the new thing I started shouting about? Yeah, it's I was literally I was that's the thing though, is that like you watched it like not really knowing what not really expecting much. You watched I had no the idea. show. So I kind of went into the movie like this is the thing Rhett has this is the top ten this is the ten yeah. out of ten thing that Rhett's been obsessed with. Um so I was watching like the bat most of those set pieces in the back half, like Individually, each one of these reviews is really good. Yeah. I, I haven't really bought into like the whole thing yet, and then the last ten minutes is Karen and Hikari, and it kind of brings it all to, brings all of that together. And it's like, oh, okay, you did it. Yeah. Even though that's not like the biggest action
2: moment, it still feels the most hype and exciting because it is concluding the story from the series that was a little. Or like, kind of, for me, completely unfinished. Like it just <clears> didn't
1: <throat> have that satisfying cap. Yep, it. I I was like, I, I I kind of cried a little bit throughout the show. Like I said, like every episode, mm. and then I was pretty stone faced for like the whole movie. <gasps> oh, I was like, oh, this is good. Oh, this is oh, Sobbing as soon as Juno versus Nana. I, I was I was stone faced for most of the movie, and then. Karen at the end I just started i, I okay. 10 minutes hard sobbing and I was like okay okay, thank you thank you because that was what got me that was what got me in this show proper too was that she started translating that fucking book and I was yeah. like she's she's figuring out what she likes for herself what she likes about the story and then actually no, no it's all about Hikari <laughs> so I was like mid sobbing and the show was like oh no 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 <laughs> oh no John whoops no 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 John you're taking the wrong message here. It is definitely about the girlfriends. Don't get, don't get this twisted. They're extremely in love, and that is the most important thing of of anything. Is your is your high school childhood friend crush? <laughs> Not your your
2: crush when you had when you were five year old. That's, <laughs> that's 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 eternally the weirdness with this series to me. It just that that core is just so flimsy. Everything it's, else.
1: It's, I I think it's, I think it's got that kind of Yuri core just very ingrained of like half between we are trying to be genuinely gay because there's a lot of that in the movie. Um, oh my God, all of the, the the Futaba on top of Karako at the end and the flowers holding the knife, like. It's Um, extremely hot is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: feel, you feel that tension. there's so many poses in this movie of like character on top of other
1: character there's a lot of those yeah but then, but then it's also that that kind of yuri core of like these are str- these are such strong relationships the strong relationships girls form when they're still innocent and young isn't it beautiful isn't it the most beautiful thing before yeah. they're before they're despoiled by the cruel world the cruelties of the world um I feel like that gaze is sort of embodied by the giraffe mm-hmm. Um, the giraffe is the audience definitely. yeah explicitly i i don't know i didn't know what to make of the giraffe i'm elating
2: <laughs> there's there's a lot of imagery in this movie that just i'm just like okay like now the giraffe is made of vegetables and then sets on fire i'm
1: fuel look that's the kind of thing you watch it multiple times and you kind of yeah. like you you arrive at uh something that feels right to you at some point you arrive at something, your
2: own personal interpretation, because who yeah. knows? Like, there's a shot in this movie of like all the characters dead on the ground with their weapons lying next to them. And I saw somebody say, like, oh, they're like action figures. And I'm Ooh. like, I don't really see it, but I kind of get it. And so maybe the movie is about like how characters get packaged up and commodified after the series ends. And like, which again, for *Revue Starlight*, which which has a gotcha, literally game. happened. Yeah, <laughs> I or mean, just I merchandise mean, merchandise in general. There, there's a there's a layer. Fuck, there's a lot to talk about with these movie. This story. No, you said um, this is a
1: this is a meaty one. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, not not a problem. No, this is my. Own, I only have one other thing, and we'll do that in the next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, they literally like look towards the audience and are like, "This is what they want." Like, there's there's absolutely a meta layer here, and. I mean, the- <laughs> I mean we're talking so much about it.
2: the meta layers them saying this is the end of Revue Starlight. <laughs> they straight
1: up there's a line something like that. They say Revue Starlight. I I they love know. the fir- the first um I, I love learning this. Um Annihilation. I it's kind of like used typically to mean like, you know, be everything being destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um it literally means rebirth it literally means like. wait really yeah annihilation literally (laughs) means like being reborn um originally like the 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 meaning is kind of warped a little bit um but it definitely can
2: on the nose so so the first one is review of annihilation and it's not a killing everybody
1: (laughs) all, all looking at their own corpses god I, I I hope I didn't sound mean when I was like F- high school girls' feelings don't matter. This isn't a high. This is a low stakes story. I mean, it, it is not a simple gears literally saved the world for five seasons in a row. Like yeah, like I like I don't mean that that stuff doesn't matter. I mean that the 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 dissonance between the stakes of the feelings and the presentation is so yeah. tremendous in Revue Starlight. Um. That that was that it was very that that I think it put a little bit of a wall up for me. That was kind of solidified by the movie by the series having that really sappy ending, and then the movie was just kind of like, okay, let's let's get into kind of the complicated feelings here. And by the end of it, I was like, fuck, all right. (laughs) 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 Any any
2: other kind of my last thought is yeah, go for it. One thing I saw is how. What happens to Hikari at the not Hikari, why do I always say her? Name? What happens to Karen at the end is both, like, destruction of her as an anime protagonist that was kind of boring, <laughs> and, like, her moving on from the promise.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: I think there's multiple ways to take that, where it's like, she's an anime protagonist who was, ex- in the series, extremely single-minded in her goal, mm-hmm. and then she has to be reborn as an actual person.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that's nice. It's very nice. It's, I, I, it's, it's hard I th- to word, really. No, no. I think I I think there, there it can be intimidating, I think, to try to talk about and engage with stuff that uses yeah. this kind of imagery. I, I had a friend basically say, like, I don't really like this kind of story. I didn't like Utana, I didn't I don't like this mode. Yeah. When when for me, like this is just like all the narrative is kind of Falling away, and the story is just like I am going to speak directly in the language of feelings. I'm going to stick my hand out and grab your heart, John, and we're gonna and I'm gonna fucking squeeze. Um, and it, and it hits me really hard. Like this mode of communication, I think it's something that anime is just typically very good, pretty good at. Mm-hmm. Is it doesn't usually go this hard, where like it's the whole show, but like anime will frequently like it'll have a lot of like grounded stuff and then it'll slip into this kind of mode. Like Evangelion is a great example. Like, yeah, like that show is a lot of, there's a lot of like grounded. We're doing robots versus these aliens. There's a lot of actual lore. There's a lot of stuff happening. And then it'll just slip out of that and straight into like pure metaphor mode when it needs to just communicate straight to your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And that also is how that's also how musical work because songs do the same thing. And then review Starlight is we're going to do both. We're going to go into pure metaphor and songs and we're going to communicate these feelings as effectively as we can. Oh,
2: for me, it's like I wouldn't usually like the super heavy uh, metaphor layer stuff, but mm-hmm. then they get me in with the songs. Mm hmm. And then I start caring about the characters and like caring about what it all actually means and kind of fig- parsing it. So like that was the end
1: for me. Hey, hey, Rhett. Yeah. Every single fight in Utana has a unique vocal track. It's really. Wait, really? It's really? I wasn't yeah. sure if they went with the music. Okay. And they're really good. Like the animation is like they do a lot of repeated animation. Yeah. Um, but they just had a vocal. Th- this is something a a friend pointed out that I thought was funny. Was like okay they. We have a limited budget. We're going to spend we're going to redo these animation bits. We do happen to have like a really good choir composer on staff Mm. who can just crank out a vocal track for every single fight. So they all have unique songs and they're really good. That's the one thing that always
2: kind of bums me about sinful gears where they start reusing the same songs a lot,
1: especially in season one. Oh, I didn't know that. That's funny.
2: Like season one is like, okay, Chris is going to do her song for all four fights that she's in. or <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> Fuck. I need to rewatch it. It's been so long. All right. Any, any, okay. any other, any other follow-up thoughts right now that we fight, you finally got to actually talk with somebody about this, this, this fucking movie, this very tense movie.
2: The words of others aren't enough. Oh, <laughs> that's my, I think that might be my favorite line in the movie. Juna just on the ground crying.
1: Oh my god, that's a good beat. I really like them. Um, Tendo saying, I'm always cute. <laughs> <laughs> There's is so much fun. There's is so much fun. She eats the button. She eats the button. <laughs> oh my god, Claudine in a suit. There's a also lot of good There's, There's a lot of girls in suits. It's very good. That's
2: the I think that's the one great thing in the movies. Hey Let's put them in some new outfits for God's
1: sakes. So many good fucking like the gangster outfits, the Yakuza outfits, the Komodos. I could so talk much. about every review in this movie for like an hour, swear to God. I fucking love it.
2: Howling. As soon as
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Rhett. Because you have the
2: first one with the Karako and uh Futaba. As soon huh? as those fucking trucks come out in the movie and the music starts blaring, like the 20 swing stuff, I'm like, Oh my god, the hmm? swing is so fun I'm every like, time. What? What is happening? This is good all of a sudden. And then that's just when I just 10 out of 10. Was that there's some tweet that called this
1: movie like dopamine release to the max every literal second. And I'm just, I I just literally like, yep, I literally yep. had a thought where I was like I want to lay on the couch, turn off the subtitles and just blast the la- and just kind of lay there while the last half of this movie replays in front of me. Yeah. Just I just like soak up as much of the imagery and music as possible.
2: I've listened to the soundtrack like five times, but I'm like, okay, I need to start doing this with the visuals and just
1: watch the movie again at some point. Excellent. Yeah. thank you for passing me that Spotify playlist. Wow. I like this more than I thought. Actually, I know okay. I've said that like five the, times. The perfect timing to do this the day after. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. That three week timing sure worked out. <laughs> three, three Okay. Good. I think we talked a bit about every
2: review. I mean, Annihilation with the twin swords is also extremely fucking choice. She's got such good spatial awareness, she jumps into the sky and hits two at the same time. My god. Nana's so cool.
1: The raw shit. They did, they had like in the series, they had her just doing the Sephiroth walk, and then in in this one, they they had a, a the the literally the platform looks like the platform from Dragon Quarter. That's why I played the That's I so made funny. that shit post video. I I honestly would probably love to. Keep talking about that. I I keep trying to transition, not because I I want you to stop talking about it. It's because I don't... Because I'm getting self-conscious and worried for Polly's sake. John, tell me about Xenosaga. Hi. Um, So I fucking played Xenosaga over the last two or three weeks.
0: What? You did what?
1: Yeah, I was like... What oh, what was the energy? Oh, the energy was that I finished Final Fantasy IX. Okay. Yeah, like you <laughs> finished
0: Final Fantasy IX and then you went and played a good RPG for once. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> literally, yes. It was like three or four days later. I was like, I shouldn't start another RPG. And then I was like, I need to p- cleanse my palate from that.
0: <laughs> yeah. You need to get, you need to exercise the demon. You need to work that out. You need to pull it out, get the straw, sippy straw, suck it on out. S- suck on that yep. good RPG for a while.
1: Suck on, hey, give me some of that good RPG Get juice. That Capri-, <laughs> that Capri
0: Sun's full of Xenosaga Episode 1, Der Wielzermacht.
1: Give, give me that RPG respecting juice back in there. That RPG <laughs> respecting juice. There you go. And Xenosaga, put that back in me because Xenosaga is extremely fucking good, actually.
0: That's not what the internet told me. They said there's a lot of cut scenes in it, so it's bad. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, Polly. The cutscenes are fucking great. Is <laughs> the thing, though? aren't they? Though every time I play that game, it's just kind of
0: like I don't know. I'm just kind of watching a real good anime or something. <laughs> it, but not
2: the Xenosaga are... anime, which is not. Good. No, the Xenosaga. No, don't watch that. That is, that is
0: not a substitute. If you want to laugh your ass off at how bad an adaptation can be,
1: oof. Oh, by dear. all means, that's so strange. Um, but yeah, this is just. It's just a really, really good RPG in a lot of ways. Here, all right, let me let me count the ways. Here, there's only six main playable characters. Mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. they introduce you to them, like one, two, two at a time, basically, um, and they completely make you fall in love with them. Oh yeah, like they introduce you to Sheon and Cosmos, you completely fall in love with them. They introduce you to um, Ziggy and Momo, and you just you fucking love them. Yep, they're so sweet. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Ziggy is like this cyborg with a dead family. who's really sad, angsty about it, but he keeps it to himself. And then he just he forms this surrogate daughter relationship with Momo. That's just very understated and sweet.
0: Yeah, his whole his whole reason for getting involved in the story is that, like, you know, look, we'll erase all your memories and you will be basically officially dead. Uh, He's like, okay, cool, let's do that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's what that that, that is that that's is what his i whole like
0: story and coming into this and then it's hmm. like oh the
1: little reality
0: and that gave him
1: a heart again <laughs> yeah um it's like it, but again it's so understated that you're not like annoyed by him being really angsty he's, he's just not, like he,
0: he's not like he's not brooding all the time he's not trying no. to shit on other people for being happy around him or anything like He's not trying to like take Momo's like indelible spirit and crush it under his heel. He's just like this. Look, man, I had kind of a crappy life, and I'm kind of over it. That's all. that the only reason I'm here, y'all.
1: He seems like the kind of nice person that's just like extremely depressed. Yeah, and it does not come across really at all day to day. He's just like really chill and nice, yeah. even though he's always like a cyborg assassin. Yeah. um I fucking love Ziggy and then Momo mo even, Momo has a whole thing with, with her dad God,
0: yeah oh that stuff is real complicated um
1: <laughs> junior <laughs> they introduce, like this twelve they introduced <laughs> this twelve year old gun toting dual wielding
2: he's a spaghetti fucking western character
1: who is the captain of a ship. He has like he's a like harem a, of robot. He's gore, good. Beautiful Billy, he's, robot pilot women. He's good. Billy Lee black. He's exactly Billy Lee black, but good. He's like, he, he's like, ha, he's related to the, he's related to the main villain. I'll be, he's related to Albedo who I really enjoyed how they handled Albedo. Cause he is very understated in the first half. They oh, like, yeah. do, they they really keep their hand close to the chest with albedo. And then when he becomes a major player in the story, it's very strong.
0: Yeah. Oh God, man, that the scenes, when you start getting, when you start getting albedo scenes, you know, when they're an albedo scene, because that's all you remember about that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crispin Freeman um, just is, I, it's probably my favorite role of his.
1: I think, I think that's legit. Um, Again, all right. So six characters that I all that I fucking and I fucking love all of them. Um, who's the sixth one? Fuck. Oh, that's that's chaos. sticking in my craw. <laughs> it's chaos. Chaos. Okay. See, chaos is like the only one where you don't really know his deal yet. Yeah, chaos is. Uh, he's a, he's an interesting boy. He's got, mm-hmm. he's, got booty, he's got booty shorts. The one thing you know about him in Xenosaga One is that he's very hot. Um. I and think he's they, way hotter in two and three personally. I'm that, that, that I'm excited to see him in two and three because he starts off real strong. He he's looks like he's like Mega a, Man. he's just
0: kind of a little cherub boy to me little, in, in episode so, one. In episode
1: two and three, it's like, you know what you can get it, sir. He's like Mega Man Zero character hot. It's very it's it's a very speci- <laughs> it's a very specific that's the It's aesthetic. a very speci- It's a very specific aesthetic um so but he's but he's 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 dope you just don't know what's up with him and you know something's up with he, him he does a lot of cool shit and you're like why are you
0: doing a lot of cool shit hey, chaos hey, whose what? name is all spelled in lowercase and he's like i don't know why i'm doing that let me turn that question back to you uh
1: hey chaos why do you grow angel wings during your super move
0: <laughs> what do you do what's that all about sir
1: Hey chaos! Junior has the number of the beast on his palm. <laughs> <laughs> Just has six 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 on his palm, Just and you're only, like, okay.
0: Oh, he's got six 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 on his palm, and there's a reason don't, for it. Don't, don't know what that is, that is yet. <laughs> it's so dumb.
1: The Christianity stuff is so
0: choice. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. Yeah, they they lean into it so hard in this game.
1: The thirteen, the thirteen. <laughs> zohar's yeah, john <laughs> paul
0: <laughs> oh my god matthew the zohar emulators all being named after apostles
1: fuck off <laughs> so good um <laughs> so i i fucking love junior i love all of them to bits and yeah. it's also a, it's a small cast of six characters that is that is very economical for an rpg absolutely like final, Fa- final fantasy 9 had like eight you don't give a shit about half of them. Tales of Berseria has
0: got six. They're all really good.
1: Six is a good number. Chrono Trigger had, uh, Chrono Trigger had seven. Yep. It, it, Final Fantasy seven was pretty constrained. Like, you don't need that much. You don't yeah. need a ton of characters. Xenogears had like ten, and you did not give a shit about half, more than half of them. Unfortunate.
0: Unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Chrono Cross has uh, got 80
0: characters, <laughs> and only three of them matter. Woo! Um,
1: Let's all I don't pretend need, I, I, we're
0: excited I, for that remake.
1: I couldn't even tell you <laughs> which which of those three are, because it's like Kid, Surge, and... um. Maybe it is
0: just Kid and Surge.
1: Oh, my I think God. It's, hey, hey, Polly, I think it's just Kid and Surge. Just Wait, just Kid who's and the one? What's the Magus? He's Guile, and he never does anything. He never anything. does anything! Right. Oh, so it's, so it's definitely not him. He he is Magus in in Radical Dreamers. He's Magus in the visual novel. Yeah. In in Chrono Cross, he just looks kind of like Magus, and that's his only that's his whole deal. There's Glenn who looks kind of like Frog, and that's his whole deal. But he's not Glenn. But he's just Glenn. But he's not Glenn. He's just a guy named Glenn Whoa. who happens to look like Frog. There's Leah who looks like Ayla and that's her whole deal. It's like the guy that's
0: don't you have like one fucking double tech with the guy? And they just they they threw in X slash.
1: It's X strike. Hey, remember. Remember Chrono Trigger? Remember the good video game? Um, the thing about Xenosaga is that you play it, and then it just makes you happy you're playing it instead Absolutely. of a bunch of other worse RPGs. Yeah. Um, it, so you love the main characters. Albedo is a white-haired, pretty boy, anime villain. Whose deal is that? He's crazy. He's a li- He's a little much. And the thing is, that's Kuja. But Kuja fucking sucks Yeah, because like, Kuja yeah. isn't a credible threat in any way. At you any don't point. buy any and of it, anything he says. Albedo
0: is fucking shit up all the time. Even like the other major antagonists are like, I don't know what this motherfucker is going to do. We think, we think he's
3: going to do something <laughs> in our
1: best interest, but that motherfucker's kind of crazy. <laughs> Every second he's on screen, he is absolutely oozing menace yeah. and it is backed up. Um he's a hard fucking boss fight also. Um yeah, oh god, yeah. Whew, it's got Frailty Thy too. Name is Woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like back to back. It's like Frailty Thy Name is Woman. As useless as a barren woman. As useless as a barren woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like He's alive. He has like, he has like the naked woman statue thrown like that. They, they really go all in with that. Yeah, it's, it's so very good. funny. It's very good. Um, So, he, yeah, he's like. Like they, they just introduce him and it's like, oh, yeah, he is a serial child murderer. Yeah. <laughs> so when they go, he's crazy, he could do anything, be afraid of him. You are like, yeah, that's I good. know that. Yeah, You, I you saw, you saw 10 child corpses around him. <laughs> I, I, do, I get it.
0: He seemed to be enjoying himself. What with all the child murdering he was doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so again, so you have so you have a cast that you actually like That's nice and economical. They don't add a bunch of new characters. Th- they don't add a bunch of new characters to your party two thirds through. Um, the the villain is actually threatening and drives the story in a cool way. And there's other cool villains too. Like there's a lot going on. Um, yeah, they're,
0: they're setting up a lot in that first game with a lot of yeah. characters and a lot of really cool people making a really cool epi- first impressions. Is really
1: good. Mm-hmm. Margulis is um, pretty cool. <laughs> Margulis is scary. Yeah, first boss fight. He's scary. <gasps> Goes on like twenty minutes. There you go. It's a meaty, I remember- chunky boss fight. I, I literally, that's like one of the only things I remember from playing the first five hours as a kid was like I remember fighting a sword guy. Yeah, he's it hard. Took like it took like forty minutes, yeah. and I didn't know what to make of that. Um, so, God, I just, I just love all. Like you go in expecting to love Cosmos, Polly, Absolutely. but they're all good.
0: Yeah, everybody's good. Like it's just, it's one of the most solid like like it's right, like I consider Zenosaga's cast as like as good as mm-hmm. I would I would put them up there with any Falcom cast, really. I
1: Absolute, like them that absolutely. much. Like I that was um that was a takeaway I had was like this kind of felt like the setup of a trail this felt like it's very serialized. It is very much we are setting things up dominoes for future games. Yeah. We are not closing off all of these threads. We, you still get a cool final dungeon. You still get a cool climax, but it's like a Trails FC climax or Trail Zero climax. It is the start of a la- well, Trails FC is a better comparison. It is the start of a bigger thing. Yeah, um, and that's that's like the big thing about this that I could see turning someone off compared to like xeno Gears or Xenoblade, which end very satisfyingly mm-hmm. and completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I I haven't played. I didn't start off with Xenosaga. I I played Xenogears. I played Xenoblade. I already trust this guy.
0: Yeah. Like, you're coming into this, like... uh, From a different angle... From a different angle that I see most people come into this series at. Because most people will just go, you know, Xenosaga. Or or Xenogears, Xenosaga, Xenoblade. Most people just take that route. So you coming Mm -hmm. into it uh, from that route, I think, kind of leaves you more open to trusting what this game and series are going to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like... I I I have played two other games by this guy directed by this guy and both of them ended extremely satisfyingly mm-hmm. even gears which was like very clumsy yeah it and was a clumsy sloppy in a lot of ways
0: throughout flawed game top to bottom but it comes out on it delivers on in the end
1: yeah i and i feel like that um I, I feel like the Xeno saga is a strong contrast there because I feel like all of the ways that Zeno Gears is very clumsily assembled as a story. I feel like Zeno saga is very good at avoiding mm-hmm. those traps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, it feels a lot less like this is based on a draft I wrote in high school.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this the Zeno <laughs> saga feels like yeah, we
1: we took a few passes at this. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um so that that was very I I was just very taken in by this story. Like the first five hours just completely sucked me in, and then I just felt rewarded at every stage of it. Yeah. For continuing to engage with it. The all the stuff in the Gnosis core with um oh, yeah. uh, with Cherenkov. Cherenkov, that Like the cathedral
0: ship is one of my favorite probably set pieces in an RPG. And the way they play out Cherenkov's mm-hmm. story throughout that whole thing is just really well done.
1: And it's and that is a complete episode within the story. Yeah, like that yeah. is not something that is setting up for later. That is, we are giving you this very cool character story that's yeah. extremely satisfying and builds up to a very hard boss. Oh, boy. Ooh and then boy. you get past it, and there's and the story catharsis is mixed in with the boss ca- beating catharsis, and that's yeah. just one of the best RPG feelings.
0: That's something that they continue to do throughout that whole game, I think, is you get a lot yeah. of sat- big, satisfying, chunky, meaty boss fights that kind of feel like... Uh,
1: you know, like once you're over those, they feel like their own reward, and then you get rewarded with some cool cutscenes. Yeah, the the cutscenes start be feeling really precious because you'll you'll get to a point where the dungeons are two to three hours long, yeah, and then you get the cutscenes are just like thirty minutes of just like story in my veins. Thank you. Oh my god, this is I earned this. <laughs> I earned this with the work that I just put in. Yep. <laughs> um. So, so talking about like, actually playing the game. Um, so the, the story I felt very positively about. It felt like a very strong evolution of Xenogears Gears, um, and, and focusing on uh, like I, I, this is one of the things I kind of took away from it. Was like Xeno is ultimately this big. Tum romance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Across time and space for these two lovers that were destined, kept destined to being torn apart. And then they rewrote their own ending together where they lived happily ever after. Yeah. It's just like another show. Gee, um, I wonder what that would be. <laughs> um, and then Zeno Saga is just like hey, here's all these broken, messed up people and the little family they're making together. Um and that and that felt really nice. It felt Xenosaga felt less a lot less sappy to me. Hmm. Um with the catharsis at the end, like the the whole the way it all played out with Cosmos. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that stuff's real good. <sighs>
1: um just the, the whole package here just feels a little bit more considered, a little bit more mature. Um while still getting very while still working in all that big awesome anime shit. Yeah. Um I fucking I fucking loved it. A- actually playing it, couple things, mm, couple notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so they made it they made a couple choices here. There's there's no there's no dungeon music. No. Nah. Or town music. No. Nope. Mm. There's one battle theme. Yeah. <laughs> there's no boss theme. Nope. There is a battle theme and there is a final boss theme that they play once. So everything else is the same uh, battle theme.
0: It's like, like I've never defended the one battle theme thing. Like I it always thought a, they at
1: least needed boss themes. That's crazy. It's like we're going... D- Fantasy Star 2, Dragon Quest 1 on this. We, two battle themes, that is plenty. Right? That's all it, you need. Let me tell you, when that final boss theme kicks in... Woo! You get you get you get some chills. Oh yeah, you it's get real some, good. You get some chills that you don't get in a game with, you know, 10 battle themes, I'll yeah, say. Yeah, I think
0: so. But you've been starved for so long for like a different theme that half of it is you just shitting yourself cuz <laughs> you can't believe what just happened. Like well, <laughs> one of the biggest surprises about XenoSaga is that the final boss has its own theme. <laughs>
2: That's such a funny contrast to Xenoblade 2 having a regular battle theme that plays for like four
1: fights <laughs> that are optional. Yeah. I will say Xenoblade and Xenogears are like battle theme, boss theme, and then they play that boss theme. They they'll have like there's oh, I guess this, they play that boss theme a lot, Polly. <laughs> there are yeah. sections there are bosses near the end where I'm like Yeah. I really thought you were going to go for a, a. I really thought this was going to be leveled up from like the tentacle monster you fight at the beginning <laughs> of the game, but no, I guess it's the same dramatic intensity. All right. Okay. Just go with that. Uh, and then Xenosaga is that, but even more so because there's not even a boss theme. not even a boss theme. That's <laughs> insane. Honestly, it's very, it, it's, it's obviously like a style choice because they are the, there's one dungeon theme and it's the final dungeon theme, yep. and when that plays, you get some chills. It's like, oh shit, there's music in well, this. Well, you know you're in the shits
0: because music is playing now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, do they
2: I doubt it, but do they do the thing where the music continues through the regular fights. absolutely not no yeah no so they still they have new music for the final dungeon but they still cut back to the
1: same battle theme yeah the, fi- the final the final dungeon theme is also like 50 is also like 45 seconds long it's not much it's, no more. it's a remix of the battle toads pause music <laughs> it is it's is not it is not probably the final dungeon music you're picturing the final boss theme is definitely a final boss it's okay. very good they had the budget for one <laughs> they had the budget for one thank you mitsuda it's Yasunori Matsuda music, yeah, but they, there you there's go. like they, three tracks.
2: They couldn't pay for
0: a bunch. Like they, they blew all the money on these cutscenes and character models. Like, look, we got like thirty dollars left over for music. <laughs> uh does anybody want to pitch in and maybe help us get one or two more themes?
1: All the cutscenes have unique music, to be clear. Like yes. that's all That's, yeah. so, weird. that's two, so weird. They have two weird They have two vocal ending themes. They play two. a vocal ending theme during the climax and then there's a different scene and then they play a different vocal ending theme during the credits. Yeah.
0: A feast. That's, oh, you, just, you eat real good at the end of Zeno Saga Episode One.
2: That's such a weird balancing of resources to have no dungeon music and it's, like extremely
1: repetitive. It is battle a music. very,
0: it's a very pointed decision. Like, like, it's yeah, a, it's, it's very it's clearly
1: not just it, a budget constraint.
0: It's a creative vision that I understand what they were going for, and despite the fact that I like it, I don't think that it one hundred percent worked. Like yeah. I won't, yeah. I won't be telling anybody, no, you're not looking at it right. No, I get why you don't like it. I think that's a valid yeah. fucking criticism.
1: It's just also, it's definitely not that they didn't have the budget for it. It's no. that they were like, we have played, I, I don't know. They wanted to have like that weird eighties RPG feel where you have the one battle theme. And then, I and think then they just you have really, really wanted the catharsis. environment.
0: I think they just really wanted the environmental sounds to Tell you everything mm-hmm. you needed to feel. And I thought like and I and, mm-hmm. and I don't think the environmental sound is good enough to do that, unfortunately.
1: Uh, it's pretty it's pretty It's uh, good. Uh, will, it's I, not I, terrible. I, think, uh, I think the environmental I think the no music and the dungeons theme work better for me than the one battle theme. Like oh, it yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Honestly, between the the very ambient dungeons and the the very nice way the the very animated Cutscenes. It, it. I kept getting like Mega Man Legends feelings of all things. Hmm. Um. Did which they is have dungeon music. I don't think so. Don't it's very so, subdued. No, if it is, very, um, yeah. It's just. Like, I think it's so, just like. It's, it's if, lonely, if there is. Dungeons. If there is music, it's like very quiet and. That's just how I like, remember too, but it's been a long time. <laughs> I made. I made a joke where I said, "Xenosaga and Ocarina of Time handshake." Walking around dungeons walking around the same hallways <laughs> for three hours with no music. Yeah, and people got really mad at me because no, it totally does has have music. <laughs> music. It does have music, yeah. It's very ambient. Yeah. And you're still in those dungeons for three fucking hours with nobody talking to you. Everybody's it feels like, like it doesn't have music to me.
0: Everybody's like, Zenosaga, the soundtrack's ambient, more like it's
1: ambient. Oh
0: <laughs> baby! I will dunk on a game that I love.
1: I mean, the rest of the internet doesn't have any trouble. No. Uh, oh,
0: trust boy. me. The, I've heard it all. Since, you name you name it, I've heard it since 2003.
1: Don't worry. Literally, like, I kept making fun, like, I, I, <sighs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. At some
0: point, Fuck you it. just kind of got to. I don't give a shit. I, I, um, I think, like, at some point, you just got to, like, let that shit go. Because, like, yep. people are just going to be ignorant about things in a way that's just, like, they don't want to mm-hmm. talk to you about things they just want to hear you say they want to hear you say that they're right about something so they can go see see told you
1: the uh, the fights are very slow yes
0: absolutely
3: they
1: are because once you level up the your moves once to get that um the high speed on your specials you're basically playing out a limit break animation every every single attack attack. (laughs) And they're pretty long. They are.
0: They can be like 30 seconds long. Like a couple of them literally launch full FMVs.
1: Oh, my God. I, I think I I don't think it's 30 seconds bad. I think you it, can they are skip like, that
0: one, though. Like the, uh, Cosmos, the one where she opens her gut. You can actually yeah. press start to skip
1: that one. I did not know that. Yeah, it's an FMV. You can skip it. The FMV part is like five seconds, though. So it's like three seconds. No, you can skip that. Um, it's important. You save every second you can. That's true. That's fair. At that point, so so here's the thing. This is something I very, I basically never do, um, but the the wins. There's no dungeon music. <laughs> yeah. There's one battle theme. The dun- The battles are very long. I started using the frame skip button. On yeah, my, you on did. My yeah, you did. Which I never do. I never trans. do that. No, well, that's the thing. The thing in Trails is that the frame skip doesn't fuck with the music.
0: Yeah. Like, it's just. I can't.
1: Yeah. I can't with the frame skip fucking with the music. That just like it. Like, there's some aesthetic switch in my brain that it just that it just Mm -hmm. ruins me. And I can't. And I feel like I'm I've destroyed the game. So, like, I will suffer through like the most slow RPG fighting. Just like, okay, let's just keep playing. Oh, wait. I said that. Oh, no, no, because the fast forward in Final Fantasy IX, I was on the remaster version. Yeah, you were on the remaster version. Which did not fuck with the music. So that's why I was, that's why I heard I could deal with it. Okay. Um, But Xenosaga, it don't have no music. So I can frame (laughs) skip to my heart's content. You know what I fucking did? I started playing my own dungeon themes from Falcom games and other games. (laughs) That makes sense.
3: That's fine.
1: So I I, muted the game. Played fast forward and then I turned a two and a half hour dungeon into a 45 minute dungeon with a bunch of great Falcom tracks playing. <laughs> and guess what? It felt great. <laughs> Cause the battles are really good. They're just slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end, of, for the boss fights, the boss fights can go for like thirty or forty minutes. At the end, <laughs> I picked I picked my own boss themes. There I, I grabbed <laughs> tracks from RPGs. I grabbed tracks from visual novels. I blasted them, and then I was fast forwarding the animations in the boss theme. And how many? How
0: many? How many, how many EMEA remixes did you go through? How many <laughs> near?
1: I didn't use any near. That's no Emia. Like, oh. I, I, I use wandering words from heaven from Pigarashi. Okay. I didn't Emiya is so married to the character that right. I can't I okay. can't use it out of context like that. Okay. It's so
2: funny. I had the exact same thought of Emiya being the song <laughs> you'd go to before <laughs> Polly said it.
1: <laughs> I don't even know
2: what that song sounds like. I'm just
1: like Me either. That's I just know that it's just like yeah. I just I, all, you I, need, all you need to know about Emiya is that it goes doo 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 That's the important there part. It's the do doo 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 um, God, I fucking love that track. Um, <laughs> so, like, this is a fault in the game that it has this that it has this specific style. That the fights are slow. That the dungeons are extremely long. There's about basically I, I counted out. There are five. the The first dungeon that's really long that where it starts to weigh on weigh on you is the Gnosis Core. Yeah, and that's like two to three hours. Yeah, it's big. And I went through all of that. I went through another dungeon. I think I went through one more. There's five dun- big dungeons total. Yeah. And I think by like the and it was by and it was the fourth and the fifth ones where I just started for the fifth one. I, I played the music. I, I found the dungeon music on YouTube and looped it while fast forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with the final boss too in my second. No, I I I did that with the final boss too. I just right. played the final boss theme so yeah. I could have it be moving fast. <laughs> Ooh. Um. But like in practice, it didn't actually hurt my play experience because I I created a new aesthetic for the game <laughs> that still worked for me. Um, so like I, I feel like the frame skip thing hurts when you're hurting the aesthetic experience of the game. But for me, I just found a way of playing Xenosaga that. All the fights were still just as fun. Um, I, I, I definitely lose. You, do, you lose something. You lose something. Sure. Like you lose something using the frame skip and trails. Like yeah. it's. Um, but it, but it felt it felt good to me, and I don't feel like it compromised my arc with the game. That's really all that matters. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just like arguing about whether games should let you let you play how you fucking want <laughs> online.
2: Old uh, RPGs are just really slow in a way I just kind of can't handle.
1: I, I played all of Xenogears without a frame skip. Oof. I made it through that one. Ooh, that's, I mean, oh wait, that one I'm didn't that one take you months, though? Yeah, it did take me five months. It did take me five months to get through Xenogears. Okay. Yeah.
2: That was not one that you bl-
1: blasted through between podcasts. That was a journey. Yeah, it was a journey. So I, I feel like I made the choice for Xenosaga that let me keep playing it and having fun or else I would have needed a big break from it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so that's like the main, the, I guess the last fault you can kind of point out here is just another style choice, which is that most of the environments in this game are gray steel hallways. There's a lot of spaceship hallways. You're walking around gray hallways on spaceships and star space stations. Does entire game Uh, take place on ships? John does entire game take place on ships. That depends. Well, Depends on how you qualify a ship. <laughs> like, it's, there's a space colony which has, like, a beach and, and trees and whatnot. But it's kind it is of a still, ship.
0: It's kind of a ship. It is,
1: it's like, la- it's like um, land on a ship.
0: Yes. I'm not uh, going uh, to mo- call that a ship, I don't think.
1: They, they go to the Gnosis Core, which is, like, inside a giant space whale. And then someone <laughs> says, it's kind of like a ship. It's like kind a Gnosis of, and ship.
0: And then they remind you, like, why did you do that? You figured somebody, somebody at some point on the staff would have been like, don't remind them, dumbass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, there, there's a whale in Xenoblade, too. Don't Excellent.
0: ruin things for me!
1: Oh. So, like, th- th- there's, there's a sort of dryness to the act of playing Xenosaga mm-hmm. that feels very intentional, um, but is still a lot. And if somebody does not like this game, I very much am like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, but again, I created a version that worked really well for me, and I did that well. And I and I loved the story throughout. I was just completely bought in. Um, so I, I, I really love this. I'm really hyped to play 2. I'm really hyped to play 3. 3, um,
0: three is ca- probably my favorite PS2 RPG, so...
1: I kind of feel like Xenosaga Three is gonna is is maybe going to be the the all the 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 just right porridge um, to be my, my favorite my favorite Xeno game. It
0: ties all of this stuff together, not not storyline wise, but like gameplay wise and story wise, in a way that kind of feels mm. a lot more natural, feels a lot more easily
1: digestible. Um, yeah, it all kind of just I, I, fits together really well. I think I described this game as like eating a brick to a couple friends. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, it's fair. It is, especially if you're if you're not if you don't have if you're not on an emulator, um, it is not for the ungenre initiated. I would yeah. say like not, you this don't you don't hand this to somebody. Like, Here's a
0: JRPG. You want to try? Oh, this? you've never
1: played a JRPG. Play Xenosaga Episode One. <laughs> this is this is for the this is for the 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 genre initiated who are. Uh, the, the the connoisseur I think yeah um if you're but, like but I me th-
0: and you like Final Fantasy 13
1: you might like
0: Xenosaga
1: I have one other big Xenosaga fan on my timeline and she also and she extremely likes Final Fantasy 13. Well, there you go
0: I think this makes me cross more excited there. to play
1: Final Fantasy 13 which is pretty funny yeah I think that <laughs> another I think, trilogy to go to. there you go
0: there you go. we already I mean, know Lightning <laughs> Returns oh, wait, is dope. John-
2: I forgot John started Lightning Returns. Yeah, we know Lightning yeah, was, Returns I, is I good. Guess,
1: it was extremely good, Rhett. I played like 20 hours, and I was like, I moved in the middle of playing it, so I kind of fell off. And I, I was like, it. I kind of, I kind of want to get the whole arc of the series because Lightning Returns is so unbelievably good. Yeah. Weird. Um, I just really like timer games, Rhett. Uh, so I was like, I'm just gonna jump in with this one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really. Xeno Gears is pretty clumsy. It's pretty janky. Um, Xeno Blade is 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 a little normal. It's it's a little it's a little it's a, it's a, it's not very weird. Xeno Gears is very weird. Xeno Saga is like it's kind of right in the middle there, ain't it? It's, yeah. it's a little bit it's, it's a little bit more coherent than Xeno Gears. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more it's a little more weird than Xeno Blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that, it's, that, it's that just right <laughs> porridge. I'm so here for it. I
2: Guess feel- what? Go ahead, going Red. by that, going by that, Xenosaga three
1: is probably the perfect, just right. There it you is. Go. Pre- it I might just I'm be. Right, I kind of feel like Xenosaga. Like I, I completely love Xeno years. I completely love Xenoblade. I'm, so, I completely love Xenoblade X. I'm so excited to play Xenoblade two. I'm so excited that Xenoblade three is coming out. I think Xenosaga three, it might it might be like the the ju- the just pitch perfect one for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very pleased. Some of the stuff, the
2: way you talk about it, where they're setting up stuff for later games, I'm just like thinking, boy, nobody else really does that besides Trails, yeah. where they have confidence to write things for sequels. You don't see Mm -hmm. that anymore. You see a lot of sequel
0: baiting at the end of games, like when it's done, but you don't really see a lot of games that are setting up threads that aren't going to resolve until two games later.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we we complain about serialization. I know I do. Oh, yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. 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 I like when it's good it's just like this is just like a good trilogy of, of fantasy novels like this is good um it's you're setting up a bigger yeah. story and then you pay it off you and then you do it do it uh um, yeah i think it's easier to look at now that you know,
2: saga did it than playing them i mean come out. i mean kind of they did have to they didn't cancel <laughs>
1: half the games that they were gonna do <laughs> But yeah. people really like three, so I think And then, then they were like, hey, let's do all right, we're gonna so so Polly, is the is the Pied Piper visual novel mobile game partly adapting stuff they had planned for other other I'm episodes? I'm pretty
0: sure it is, yeah. It's just so fun. Yeah, you so a
1: mobile VN. Before you go into the, to, in the episode entries.
0: three, before you go into episode three, there's a lot of stuff you're gonna want to check out first. Oh
1: There's apparently like a big time skip going into three, because they oh, just skip oh, over. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they just they just uh, there's a lot of assumed knowledge going into episode three. And if you boot that up the first time and you don't know what that is, you're going to be looking at these characters in this situation and asking yourself, what is going on now? Time to
1: check
2: the in game wiki. Because oh we skipped God.
1: episode three, four, and five. Yeah.
2: It's it's like booting up Cold Steel 3 and having to read about the Crossbow Games, except the Crossbow Games literally
1: didn't exist. Because they did not make the. They did not have the. They did. They did Namco was like, mm, you don't get to make the Crossbow Games. Uh, yeah. Okay. What if he goes to work for Falcom, like the main director
2: of the Xeno games? I mean, I think he's doing pretty well for himself yeah, already.
1: Yeah. He's probably
0: fine where he's at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Monolith Soft being, like, one of the premier JRPG developers uh, I, of tw- of the modern day. Yeah. I guess. Boy, n- Nintendo almost really screwed that one up, too. They, they yeah, were so they sure close. Did, huh? Yeah, buddy. They were so close. Reggie, Reggie tried his best. God, he, I, tried, he tried to I, I snuff that, that shit out.
0: He tried to snuff it out so hard. I love how he keeps, like, even when he's not working at Nintendo anymore, he keeps baiting people with Mother 3, like, dude, why Hurry are up. you like, dude, why are you, like, actually... Weirdly excited about that. I don't understand. Like, I don't give a shit about Mother Three personally, but like mm-hmm. the fact that he's just like he's still making the like dumb Mother Three jokes. Like every time, Weird. it's just like, dude, why are you like? I don't know why that's a cool thing to own and why people would be like, yeah, that's epic. While at the same time, we want Mother Three. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's. Yeah, I think people. Ju- I think people just like it when cor- corpos do memes. Maybe I don't
0: know. I think it's
1: stupid. Like whatever. Like every time yeah. I see it,
0: every time I see it, I'm just like, wow, that seems weirdly yeah, mean. That seems really weirdly seem mean spirited.
1: Yeah, like the Zer- I, I think I think people like it when corporate execs do memes, and then I think corporate execs like it when they get a bunch of likes on their tweets. Yeah, that's basically yeah, yeah.
0: That's Reggie of me and uh, pretty pretty summed up pretty pretty uh, pretty handily.
1: I think <laughs> dire. Zeno saga is so fucking good. I, hey, hey, y'all! I had a moment earlier this week where I was just like, in my head, in my, at my desk with my head in my hands, just like, Jesus Christ, I love Xeno so fucking much. Uh, I, I yeah. don't know when it happened. I just I completely bought in with all three Xeno <laughs> sub series. Finally, it's so nice—the
0: one to make it happen. John <laughs> is the only one that could do
1: it. <laughs> Legendary. The, con- the contact. <laughs>
0: Use the contact. <laughs> All right, is that Xenosaga? Uh,
1: that's Xenosaga. I I, did I will you start say Xenosaga two. I did. I have not started Xenosaga two. I made you sure Zena, I booted it booted up, and it has a very good title screen. So you booted it up. I was like, did yeah. you start it or not? Uh oh man, it's uh, it looks. Yeah, oh, that was a very good title screen. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably going it straight to Xenosaga two. Uh, a part of me does really want to play Blade two because I kind of want to be. Caught up by the time Blade Three comes out, probably not going to play Blade Three this year. But it would be, f- I don't know, just to kind I of already Xenos have so that much. in
0: the just to have that in the can already.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you going to do? Because I gonna know do Blade the... Two is going to kick ass. You got to do the Torna DLC too. Uh, I don't. I, I need to do the Torna DLC too. I, gotta, I get to do all those fun side quests. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I wish there was like a
2: definitive. Here is where you should play Torna in the middle of Xenoblade Two. I don't remember.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I'm. But also,
2: like, a 20 hour detour in the middle of that game would be ruinous. <laughs> <All right.
1: gasps> I love these games so much. Polly, what Yo, have you been up to? Uh, okay, so,
2: man,
0: like, there are two a. ways I could go here. There are two ways I could go here. And it's just, I feel like if I don't go this one way, that I screw up the transition entirely. So I guess okay. I'll go that way. Um, so I have started embarking on what some might call the uh, never-ending quest. <laughs> uh, you may you may remember that Rhett undertook the never-ending quest <laughs> yes. at one point during the, this podcast's run, and I do believe that lasted
2: three years? I think I started 2015 and maybe wrapped it up 2019. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a long one. He's, uh, he's been at it a
0: while. So... I am not unfamiliar with the never-ending quest because since the never-ending quest was first established in the United States, mm-hmm. I've tried time and time and time and time and time and time again to let me, well, be, let me be a part of the never-ending quest that is Xenoblade Chronicles.
1: Well, Polly, if you play half of it, then you'll get halfway through. And then in order to play the remaining half, you have to play half of what's left. And then, in order to get through the rest of that, you have to play half of what's left. Yeah, so you can never actually finish you can the never game. Never
0: actually finish. <laughs> There's is a funny a name for card that card
1: paradox. Is. I can't remember what it is, but
0: so lock socks. Um, <sighs> so I made that joke one other time on this podcast, and both of you were just like, "What?" I'm, I'm still, yes, still
1: blanking. Still blanking.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll continue that. We'll continue the trend. Of you being completely <laughs> Do it wrong. again in five years. I'll try it again in five years, and we'll see if it's uh, landed at all. Um, so I got a wild hair up my ass, which is a fun <laughs> saying that I picked up from my dad, and I don't really know what it means. Uh, it was that. It, my dad used to say, get a wild hair up your ass when you do something that you just out of the blue. And any time he thought you were lying about something, he'd say, you bullshit and fall back in it. And <laughs> those are the two sayings that I think about, and I just went... I don't know that either of those made sense at all. I can imagine them. I can see like a wild hair in someone's ass and I can see somebody taking a big shit and falling back in it. But I'm not sure how that those sayings related to either of the, the settings that, 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 you know, they're used in. Mm-hmm. Those, that anecdote has nothing at all to do with me playing Xenoblade Chronicles. It was just, or okay. it. Oh, you know, it was just, hey, that's kind of the way the wind took me and that's where I went. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I got a wild hair up my ass and I decided to play Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition. I got that. I picked that up. Got that for Christmas. I believe. Was it my, I can't I think remember. So too. I think I got that for Christmas actually. Yeah. Somebody got that for me for Christmas. Cause I didn't have, I didn't have my, I didn't fully own a switch yet. Uh, I was still passing it back and forth, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they got me that for Christmas, and it was just like, all right, the definitive edition is going to be the, where, where you want to play this game. It's got you know nicer graphics and all that, all that fun stuff. It's a, that, mm-hmm. that's not really neither here nor there because from what I understand from having played the game now, it's basically just the same game. Just you know, we made some quality of life choices that make a lot of sense. And the graphics mm-hmm. look like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and that may or may not be your cup of tea, because I know there are a they lot of made
2: people... made it anime.
0: Yeah, a lot of people really don't like the fact that this game looks anime, I found out when I was looking around for opinions Fun. online. Like, why do you do that? Why did I do that to myself? Look around for an opinion online, when I know yeah. it's going to be nothing but complete idiots running their mouths. Um... <laughs> But um, this is a game that I've tried to play over and over and over (laughs) since it came out. I own it. I I was there day one on Wii. I was there. You could only get it at GameStop. That was the only place that that Nintendo would let sell it when it first came out because they were being so fucking weird about the last story in Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, bought it. And I just I don't get this. I don't understand! I can't play this! It feels bad! Everything about it is shitty! I hate the combat! Why is it an MMO? It's dumb!" Um, and, for like 10 years, that was me and this game, back and forth, just trying and trying and it just never fucking landing, and, um, I sat down this time and was just like determined. It's like, okay. I am in the mood for this. I know I am. I feel drawn to it. Sometimes you just feel mm-hmm. a magnetism mm-hmm. towards something. I figure it's probably because John that was, was me when I started it. This probably was John was playing Xenosaga, and I was like, I could either play Xenosaga again, which I mean I'd love to do, or I could like take that Xeno energy and put it towards something that like I've been trying to for so long. And if it's gonna click, this is the time. And. um... Uh, The good news is it's finally clicked. I get it.
1: I get it now. I finally wow. understand. It, well, it was a bit of a journey, it sounds it like. Was a journey. Yeah. Um, even within this one playthrough. Even
0: within this one playthrough, the first two or three hours, I was still just like, w- it still feels bad. I hate this. Why do people like this? If there's a series that I can wish out of existence, it would be Zeno Blade. I was,
2: I was trying so hard to hang back from these angry tweets. And then he said, I wish it out of existence. And I'm like, come on,
1: Polly. Come on! <laughs> you said uh, the, the 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 one that successfully baited me was I want to take the I'm going to take these outside and back over <laughs> them with my car. Yeah. And I was like, well, well, don't do that because I so want I'm like I'm, I'm going to buy these eventually.
0: I think the funny thing is that like like when I'm when I'm raging at games on Twitter, this is the tone. Like yeah. what you hear right now, this is what this is what it sounds like. I'm I'm
2: not mad. <laughs> it's,
0: it's me, just like why is this game? Why don't I get it? And it's Text always is been so
2: hard to convey.
0: And it's always me trying to understand what's wrong with me. Why don't I
1: get it? What is mm. not, what am I not getting here? God, that's the, God. Part of our. Pr- that's that's like our whole critical lens, and that kind of says a lot about us as people. I'm kind of realizing, <laughs> just sudden existential moment of like, well, obviously the problem is me. Like, what, <laughs> so what's the that's wrong? I never feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was talking to Polly specifically. Yeah, like it's definitely the
0: like it's where I go because I feel like yeah. I'm I'm there is something I'm missing here. There is one mm-hmm. piece of the puzzle that is going to make this click, and I'll feel smart, and then I get it i don 't know what piece of that puzzle what what that piece of the puzzle was i couldn 't tell you, but suddenly, at like maybe the eight or nine hour mark, I found myself running around the planes just mindlessly doing side quests, just mindlessly picking <laughs> favorite. them up mindlessly picking them up, mindlessly doing what I needed to do to get them finished, fast traveling around, finding the quickest way to do what I needed to do.
1: And look at, like, what's that over there? I'm going to go over there! Suddenly Getting an that- XP boost from finding a secret area. There's no greater feeling than
0: when you get to the Nopon village and you literally gain three levels just because you searched every single floor of it!
1: Hey, Paul, it feels real...
0: Feels real good, don't it? The fucking serotonin pop when you just like, and wow. Serotonin
1: pop feels real good, Like not it?
0: Anytime you find a landmark or a new warp point or just something, mm-hmm. it's like that little oh, singer. You,
1: you finish the quest, you finish the quest and your XP went up. Oh, that was enough to level up. Oh, I'm strong enough to fight this guy in the field now. Oh, I can get, I can make it level up my equipment and I can do a little bit better on that guy now. Oh, Man, hey, but you it's guys just, would
2: love Elden Ring. But, but like,
0: it was so weird. Like, like I didn't, like, like it finally took me. Like, the, the sense of adventure finally took me. Because the story wasn't Jeez. taking me yet. Just, mm-hmm. it, first 15 hours of this game's story, I still don't think are that great. Uh, I think it's real kind of yeah. flat. Um, it has
2: that one moment kind of the thing right that kicks at, things near off. Near the
0: opening where things kick off and they give you the reason to start doing what you need to do. Yeah. And then for like the next twelve hours, it's like, look, settle in, like play the play the play the JRPG, do the JRPG stuff, do the MMO stuff, totally.
1: sink um, into your seat, settle in, settle <laughs> that's in. Wild, uh, that's wild, because for me, like the Zord, the whole Zord conflict was really well done, and yeah, I was like still is. very in it then. And then it was the stuff after that, after Zord, through like. <laughs> basically where you are in the game where now. Where you get to, I was you get like, to prison right. island, yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, we're playing playing the JRPG here.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing is, like, I just kind of, like, lay. I felt myself getting taken by the world. Um, yeah. And, and that's really kind of what helped, and, like, I suddenly I didn't mind doing these side quests, and I think that, like, the Definitive Edition tracks quests and stuff yes. in, like, a much more sensible way. I um, did read
2: I think I did read that like the quest tracker straight up didn't consist in the original.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, see that, that that's a big help because for me it's just so easy because everything is just like when I would play that game originally, like I would feel really overwhelmed because literally almost every NPC gives you a side quest. Like, yeah. if you stop the talk? Or like, to, like five? Or like five? And there's like there's NPCs that have like twelve quests, twelve side quest quest <laughs> lines
2: in them. Um, I. I like kind of tried to stop talking to NPCs that would give me quests and they I played the original it did a funny thing where you would just be out in the open world killing stuff and, and then you, you would cl- just pick up an item yeah. and then Shulk Shulk has a vision the, a of vision when an NPC to, to is going to, to give you. me this quest so it gives you the quest anyways. Yeah, and I'm just like come on. Yeah, they just you give can't you avoid.
0: The, and the thing is I got into a rhythm where it was just like I was just playing the game the way I normally would, and it was, like, completing side quests. I was just getting mm-hmm. things done without thinking about it. Uh, and then I would be like, okay, well, what if I do engage with this willingly? What if I just do go do the side quests for a while? So I'd, like, spend an hour and go knock out, like, six or seven side quests. i am be like, you know what? I didn't hate that. Uh, it, it felt good. Uh, I got a lot of decent rewards for it. You get good level ups. Making your numbers bigger in this game is important. Uh, yes. Anyway, so um, uh, for the, for the, I think I still feel kind of adrift in the combat system a bit. Um, yeah, nah. I still think that it just kind of feels so mushy and weird, and like you're in the water. But I'm like I'm making a switch though. Um, I'm gonna try and not uh, control Shulk at all. I'm gonna make a move to Dunban um, and kind of play the mm. more of a tank role instead of and see if like. Maybe kind of being the guy that holds the aggro and, like, maybe not moving around so much, maybe that makes it feel a little easier for me. Because, like, when things start going crazy, it gets really hard for me to fucking follow when there's, like, eight enemies. And it's just like, oh, God, what do I do?
2: (laughs) Um, Every time, like, those magical wisps that aggro you. Oh, God, fuck those. It's just... As soon as that happens, I'm just like, well, I'm fucking dead. Yeah, I, I, don't just, know I to just
0: immediately go for the runaway icon and run away. Yeah, as well, yeah. Or I just throw myself off the cliff.
2: <laughs> like, I played a lot of Final Fantasy XI, which the combat in that feels incredibly similar. Oh, yeah. And that game still has the same problem where if you're engaging more than one enemy, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just not set up for multi- enemy yeah. stuff i wasn't sure if that was me playing the game wrong or
0: if it's just like no you kind of really need to kite as much as you can um but, yeah but th- but then again there are a lot of enemies where it's just like oh they're always going to come with those like three or yeah. four ads and usually Money that's not too that bad sucks. um but yeah like um but i just i just pa- i passed the 25 27 hour mark and i just got uh, through the, the prison Island, uh, segment, Um uh, oh. the real big one in the middle. You probably know.
2: I think that's where I stopped playing the game for like two years.
0: That's where <laughs> I'm putting it down for now. Like I'm, I'm giving myself uh, a week or two away from it because I was starting to feel, it's like, okay, I think I've got mm-hmm. to the point now where like the video game is going to kick off. And if I keep playing this the way that I think I'm going to want to keep playing it, I might get yeah. burned out if I keep going at it. So I'm putting yeah. it down for a couple of weeks. Um, but I am really enjoying it. Really like glad that it finally kind of swept me in a way, away in a way that I've, I've always wanted this game to do so. Uh, I've really never been able to do it, and and I have no doubt that like the definitive edition having you know a sensible menu system, good God. quest tracking. Um, you know, like like giving you a better heads up on where things are. It's like, hey, there's this upgrade menu that John completely didn't know about. 80 hours <laughs> into the game, you might want to check that out. <laughs> so granted, I don't think the skill trees are yeah. super important, but yeah, like
2: not knowing, not so many systems, so many systems.
0: Yeah, it's a game with so many systems, and that can usually be like a, a kiss of death for me in a video game. It's just like there's so much here. Uh, And I know that like Xenoblade 2 has so much going on. Uh, And it's just like, all right. I mean, I'm not playing that anywhere near. You know, I'm not playing that anywhere near by the time I finish this. Like, I doubt I get to 2 this year. If I do, it'll be amazing, but I'm not. Don't count on it.
1: No, these these are big games. (laughs) Yeah.
2: These are big games, Folly. I think 2 is not nearly as intimidating as the battle screen looks because what it does is it lets you have much more direct control over your teammates uh,
0: mm-hmm. okay.
2: yeah and that was kind of like the, the thing that was
0: throwing me off at first yeah. where there's this uh, there's this mechanic they want you to learn <laughs> uh, it's called, uh, it's, called <laughs> oh. it's called toppling and in oh, order to God. topple in order to topple an enemy um, at this point in the game you can only control shulk and to topple an enemy you've got to break them first and then you have to wait for your ai partner to use a topple skill so Fun. they throw you into this fight where you can only hit the enemy for one point of damage. Both you and Ryan can only hit the enemy for one point of damage. And what they're trying to teach you in this fight is to topple. So you've got to hit it with your break skill so that Ryan will use his topple skill. <laughs> I spent four minutes waiting for Ryan to try and to- oh. he never he would not use the fucking skill. <laughs> I broke Did
3: that. Did he have ad- it equipped? He, yeah, must have.
0: he had it equipped because I think they give that to you like when you do that fight or something. But yeah, like he had it equipped. It's just yeah. I would break and he would just not use that attack. And so we're all we're just sitting here doing one damage over and over like a bunch of fucking idiots.
1: Yeah, it's Ryan time,
2: baby.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well,
1: look at the time and none of them say Ryan.
0: Yeah, none of them do. <laughs> wait. wait. <laughs>
2: So it's thankfully waiting for Ryan. Thankfully
0: with Dunban, he can break and topple.
2: There you he go. he can? Yeah. What the fuck? I played this game wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dunban can break and topple and and and, and he's he, he's an evasion he's an evasion tank.
2: So he's banned <laughs> from tournament play. He's banned
0: from tournament play. There you go. Uh yeah, his his talent skill's amazing. I got like I I did a chain skill with it and I got over fifty thousand damage on an enemy. So <sighs> I was kind of shocked. and yeah. like, I, like what? I went from doing like six thousand in my fucking chains with Sharla <laughs> to, to doing fifty thousand with Dunban. <laughs> so yeah, Dunban's kind of rad.
2: Yeah, I played the evasion tank and you know. Blade 2. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good I thought found that a pretty fun playstyle. Yeah. I just didn't use Dunban. I used Melia for the le- the back half of the Melia game.
0: Melia's is like she's an in- like ev- that's the cool thing too is that every character plays wildly different. Yeah. They're so crazily different. Like I got to give them props for that. Like because it is mm-hmm. a weird battle system that I think has no impact whatsoever and it's kind of mushy. But they put a lot of thought into how each of those characters work and, like, no two characters yeah. are the same.
2: Definitely not. I just – I got so used to Rhyne time that I never – I literally never took him out of the party. He's very good at holding aggro, which
0: I, like, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be able to do that with Dunban is the thing. So, you know, it's going to take think
1: some – I think I was, I think I was um, Sharla Shulk Dunban, like, yeah, the whole that's game. A, that's a real good – yeah, huh. that's good. DPS, it's pretty so. good. It's pretty good. It wasn't it wasn't quite good enough at the end game. I finally looked. I finally looked at advice and they were like, use Ricky. Yeah, you know, I was like, Ruggie. oh, there's Ricky. T- don't use Charlotte. Use Ricky. Oh, OK. There was
2: one fight right at the end. I did Charlotte, Melia, uh, Ryan. I actually took Shulk of all characters out. Yeah, <laughs> wild. For one fight, I hadn't used Charlotte in like 40 hours, but I'm like, I need more healing here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think Polly pointed out, like, I don't know how to heal any of my characters. Yeah. And I was like, I remember that. And that's why when Charles joined the party, I seized onto her, just yeah. grabbed her leg, like, grabbed onto her leg, like a lost you child. Are not like, please leaving. escort me through the game, mom. <laughs> yeah. Heal yep. for me. That's what happened to me,
0: like, when I finally, like, because, like, when you start out, like, you don't have a dedicated healer. And, like, you have a heal, like, Shulk has a heal, but it's kind of crappy. Um. Even when it's you really level like it up,
2: emergency. It, yeah. yeah.
0: Like it's like I can help you take one more hit, dude. That's
2: it. <laughs> I th- Ryan is such a weird character. I never played as him, but I know he has some skill that's like revive if you die. Yeah, he's got a revive. So he's skill. just he's just on the edge all the time. Where it's like, oh, he's gonna pop that skill like one hit before he dies, yeah. and then pop back with like eighty percent life. That's scary. <laughs> when you're playing the healer and you're just watching him be almost dead half yep. the time,
0: yeah. <laughs> ah, MMO God, it's rules. So funny. MMO rules. But yeah, like it's, yeah, I'm 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 stoked. Like like I said, I know that I stopped, but that is not an indi- that's not an indication that yeah. I'm not having a good it's time. It's a long like, game. I. I I did this it, with uh yeah. with Mary Skelter 2 last year where I played it over the course of 2 or 3 mm-hmm. months where I could like put it down for a bit, come back, put it down, come back. And like and I think that yeah. that served me very well with that game. So I'm yeah. going to listen to that voice when it tells me and I'm playing Xenoblade to be like, "Hey, you know, like let's go do something else for a little bit." I'm going to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I kind of powered through a lot of the game all at once and I think I was feeling a little bit by the end cuz it is a lot of video game. Yeah. yeah that that's, one uh, moment. Felt like such a
2: kind of like insert disc two moment. Yeah, it's right. definitely like, I was like I'm gonna take a break here and yeah. get back to it. And then Two years later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Oops. not gonna be two years for me. It'll be a week or two, mm-hmm. something I'll like that. It. Hey, Polly. Yeah. The back half is so good. Yeah, I'm I'm so ready for it. Like like, like I it? as as soon as that moment happened, as soon as everything that went down went down mm-hmm. in that cutscene, I was like, Oh, the video game hath started.
1: The true Xenoblade
2: starts here. <laughs> some of the cutscenes in this, I think, are like the best directed I've ever seen. They're
1: really good. They're crazy. The, the whole way the mekanis are animated. It's like some yeah. of the prettiest it's, robot animation yes. I've ever seen.
0: It there's a striking amount of detail that mm. I don't think gets called out enough for the animation in this game, especially yeah, on the
2: Specifically, thinking Oof. the animation is just on another level, and for a Wii game, it looked as good on the Wii. Yeah, it's like, so good. It's, I was, it was so pretty on the Wii. This update is gorgeous as fuck. But I've gone yeah. back
0: and looked at some of the areas that I thought were gorgeous as fuck to see like what they yeah. looked like on the Wii, and it's still really good.
2: It's crazy what they did on that hardware.
0: Yeah, like it's incredible. Like that, the fact
1: that My that game sucks.
0: exists on that on that hardware is just wild to me. Uh, but yeah, like super stoked to finally. Be able to be, to get into this game and it just feels nice. Oh, I can be a part of it. I can I can be the champion as well. I can play. Can, I can, we can do it. I can love Xenogears, Gears. I can love Xenoblade, <laughs> and I can love Xenosaga. Saga. I can be the one as well.
1: And then Red can play Xenogears Gears and Xenosaga. Yeah. Saga. <laughs> yeah, I'm way
2: far behind.
0: <laughs> uh, if Xenosaga Saga gets re- if Saga gets remastered, I'll buy Red a oh, copy. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> I I I, 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 I did to... be the person that plays their own music during that yeah that would be fun like music is too important to me like uh, how you talked about how like that was my entry into review starlight's like oh well i yep. like the music that's a starting point when you say this game has
1: one battle theme for the bosses except the final <laughs> boss i'm like this is actual poison to me i i think i dm'd ret when i was like deep in like dungeon four deep in long dungeon four i think i dm'd ret straight up so Xenoblade is the Xeno game that's, like, actually fun. <laughs> oh! Oh! I, I, t- <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't I, think that that's wrong.
0: Like I said, like I won't say that Xenosaga is the most fun battle system or set of dungeoning on the planet. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like...
2: I would even go
1: so far as say Xenoblade 2 is when they get fun. <laughs> I, think, I think Xenosaga is, like... The, the the there's meat to the fighting the dungeon mm-hmm. the bosses that are have to be hard are hard the dungeons that should be long are long mm-hmm. and that and that it makes the story work um and and the game would be worse if they weren't hard or along the way that sure. they are yeah that doesn't mean that necessarily the the moment to moment experience exactly sparks bliss within me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to. We'll put
0: that on the back of the box.
1: <laughs> a moment moment experience does not necessarily <laughs> spark bliss within me, but I think holistically it's very strong. Yeah, you go. That's the best back, back of the box, of the box. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: Fuck. right. So yeah, Xenoblade, that's going to be a thing going forward. I don't know if I'll be Excellent. talking about it next time, but i'm excited
1: i'm I'm so excited excited i'm so excited for your reaction to some stuff that's coming I'm
0: happy that it landed finally just this is one that i've tried so hard i just i think i
1: want to like like you please let me like you i think honestly i played coder and loved it and then i was like oh yeah i kind of like mmo combat now yeah
0: that may be mmo combat makes sense yeah yep all right. So, cool. like, does anybody have What's anything else, things, or, do I, or do I want to go over another thing?
1: It's all you, Polly. Let's you sure do this. You? you Sure.
0: All right. Well, it's, it, it is a, well, I guess you could just say this is a bit of a definitive episode then, because my, my, my last thing for the day is something else. It is a definitive edition of a thing um, Tales so of Vesperia. We're going to go, yeah, exactly. We're going to go back and play <laughs> the very good Tales of Vesperia, the video game that everybody likes and has good taste. Mm hmm. Yep. Man. <laughs> the shade. Woof. Woof. I'm Go not, ahead. I'm not, I'm not doing nah. I not know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so I, I think Rhett may be the only person that knows what this is. But, um, Oh, man. Iffy, uh, our lovely Iffy, wonderfulest, uh. wonderfulest wifey on the planet. Uh, gifted me a copy of Disco new release of 1986's anime hit movie Project oh, wow. Project Echo. Fuck yes, uh, Red. Have you seen Project Echo?
2: I saw it so long ago that I didn't know it was a movie. Is there an OVA series? There
0: is an OVA series afterward. I might yeah, have
3: seen
2: some of that. And like the
0: this movie played on Sci-Fi uh, a lot back in the day too. Um,
2: I've seen, I have know of this series, I don't know what parts I've watched because I was so young. Like, 86 right. is like, it's yeah. in there for, like, first anime I ever watched contention.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Project Eiko is kind of, it's one of the, I think it's one of the unsung heroes uh, of getting anime to where it is. Uh, in the West, because this was like like when this like came out here in like '91 on VHS and Laserdisc, it was kind of just a really big deal back then. Uh, a lot of work went into making sure that this thing was like advertised as many places they could get it, like into as many rental stores as they could get it. And then like in the late cool. '90s, it ended up on the Sci-Fi Channel's regular rotation. Like it it it's one of like like I know like like it's not like the Dragon Ball Z Sailor Moon kind of thing but in terms of getting oh. more like sophisticated pieces of work um into the western audience Project Echo is like top tier. Like Project Echo, Ninja Scroll, Ghost in the Shell is kind of the way I see it. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like my building blocks when I started collecting anime. Like I had cool. I had like I got um like, in the early 90s, like, a friend of the family gave me their copy of Vampire Hunter D and Akira, and that's where my collection started, and then when I started buying, in like, my own stuff in, like, 94, it was, like, Project Echo, Ninja Scroll, and Ghost in the Shell,
1: so... Cool. That's just, like, a blockbuster I, I kind shit. of... <laughs> I've been watching like some going down some YouTube rabbit holes, and it's kind of making me want to eat up a bunch of like '80s and '90s ovas. There's like that's a such a cool aesthetic. It's
0: a very cool time. Uh, so yeah. for the, for you, for, but anyway. So t- before we get into like this being the definitive edition, we'll kind of get over like what is Project Echo. So Project Echo is a 1986 feature film that was originally intended to be part of a hentai series. Oh, it was meant to be a fantastic start yeah it was, meant, <laughs> it was meant to be an erotic spinoff uh of a uh um uh, uh, of a series called cream Lemon. um and it was sort of made to debut alongside another feature that was going to be like some character's like last role uh in you know like the, the kind of the end of that series so this was kind mm-hmm. of just meant to be a side thing
2: oh my god. And
0: then it ended up just kind of b- ballooning behind the scenes into, let's make it a general audience's feature film instead. The non the ha arc? Yeah, basically. Basically, that's kind of what happened here, is that this was meant to be like a porn kind of thing. And mm-hmm. they were like, no, like, what we got here actually seems really cool, and I think we should go bigger. I think we should go wider with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that That's not to say that there's not some titty in this... bag. You get some titty in the first five minutes. Don't worry. If you need some titty, there'll be a little bit of titty for you. For all you titty connoisseurs out there, <laughs> you get you some titty. I,
2: I miss when anime had titty. It's very
1: rare you now. You don't see it anymore, really.
0: Yeah, because everything is just all... Uh,
1: everything's just all... I think all one on. series we watched had titty, Red. <laughs> <laughs> Continue.
0: Um. So... Anyway, Project Eiko is this very simple sort of story about this girl named Eiko. She's very strong. She, it's like she's got, I would almost call her Prototype Hibiki. Oh, my Cause, God. Because oh. this, really? bi- this bitch was punching shit and throwing tanks through buildings in 1986, okay?
2: Does she really throw a tank?
0: Yes, she does.
2: Okay, I'm... I'm- I'm pre-ordering, not pre-ordering, but I'm going on Amazon right now to buy this fucking definitive Edition. It's really good. So, and
0: this is just a, like, and she's got, the, so it's Aiko and she's got a friend, Seiko, and uh, they're just friends, and they're go- they go to school, and it just, hey, they're having hijinks, and then there's a girl at the school named Biko. And she becomes obsessed with Seiko and she wants to steal her away from Aiko. See, it's just like Review Starlight, really. They're
2: trying uh, to steal each it's other. It's really just like friend. Review Starlight. Yeah. Really, yep. And, and guess what I remember from when I was like 10, the names Aiko, Biko, and Seiko. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, And it kind of just plays out as this very silly kind of like, it's almost a slapstick comedy of this like girl being weirdly obsessed with this other girl and like this other girl just completely not getting it at all. Like, what is wrong? Like, why are you like this? What is wrong with you? (laughs) And it's just wild and silly. Like they, they like, so 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 it eventually comes down to like like i'm gonna fight you for Seiko's love and then so she just keeps coming to school every day with like new ways to like fuck up eiko and it's just like and eiko just like <laughs> literally just swats them away like a fly like this comes one day with like a fucking heavy mech suit just like no nope, you're done um just, i didn't
1: know this was the premise this is very good it's, well, it's very extremely goofy st- it's
0: very stupid uh, and and it just gets stupider and stupider till eventually she comes to school in this fucking, like, metal-geared-out, like, bodysuit that she's had made to enhance her abilities by 250%. And they're just going to beat the shit out of each other through the school. The school's going to get torn apart. It's great. Everything's—and and, and then in the middle of all this, an alien invasion happens. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have these two girls that are fighting each other that— don't really give too much of a fuck about the alien invasion going on, but they are using the alien invasion tools as things to throw and use against one another. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, the animation, the impact on everything, it's wild as hell. It just never stops. It is both action-packed and hilarious. And it's one of those shows that Um, very much like when you talk about Trigger, uh, like, about just, like, people that make, uh, shows, like, animation for animators. Uh, this Mm. is one of those shows where it's just, like, the animation is kind of incredible, but it's also just, like, a love letter to a bunch of anime that, like, from the 70s and 80s, um... Uh, And there's a lot of fun and little unique gags that you'll find in there, but they're not required for this movie to be understandable or funny at all, which is, that's where I think that's so cool. That's where I think that this movie lands is that you can show this to somebody that's never seen anime. And despite the fact that there are references to shit all over the place, they will never need to understand any of it because the premise, the characters, and the story itself and the way everything plays out, the animation, like the, the action, all of that stands on its own. It doesn't need, you, you don't need to get that extra shit, but it's really cool that it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, just like watching this again was just a reminder. This, like, this is literally one of my favorite animated features of all time. Like, not even just like animated. It's
1: so damn cool. But just like so fucking cool.
0: Animated features, period it's just top to bottom a solid 90 minute rump. like that's the best word you can use for it too. It's just a rump because it just it never stops. It's consistently funny but it's not like loud and annoying I think like trigger and and, and some gynax things can be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's still got all that it's still very loud it's still very brash and just kind of out there. But it but 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 it's but 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 it, it reels it in enough to make it still be very accessible I've had a lot of luck over the years showing this to people um and getting them to kind of get, understand even if they don't come out of it like liking anime they come out of it being like I get it now like yeah like that was fun um cool and, and um the thing that, though about this and that I didn't realize how complete of a package was it this is a complete restoration Of that original film, Uh, this is a like like they lovingly remastered this from all of the original film stock. Like they like there is a (sighs) there is a making of featurette that you go into in the menus where they talk about the extensive, uh, the, the extensive things that they had to do to get this to happen. Like they they like for 25 years, nobody knew where the film stock for this movie was, so all of the mas all of the masters seem to have been lost so all of the releases for Project Echo since the VHS and DVD releases have been really bad they've been mm-hmm. miserably yes. bad um, so they made it the- an effort like they went like to somewhere in Tokyo like some film vault that like houses a bunch of shit and they're like we want to go into the archives and we just want to see if you have the original film stock for the original Project Echo movie and they went in and li- they were able to find it and they were, and that's mm. what they've remastered this from and then they, they spent a lot of time going over like the various ways they needed to cut the film, the various ways they needed to clean it up, the various AI techniques they needed to use. There's a very cool 30 page featurette in the menus uh, that you should definitely look at that like Shows how much the people behind this like this re-release really fucking love this project and what they were putting into it. Um, let me give you an extensive rundown of everything that comes with this. Because I think this alone, like, there's... like The movie itself is like 90 minutes. And I spent probably two and a half hours going over all of the extra shit before I even started watching the movie. And I still didn't get through all of it. <laughs> so, the, 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 this, this includes both a 4x3 and a 16x9 cut of the movie. Um, the, 4x3, the 4x3 is included because a lot of purists consider the original Laserdisc release to be the most, uh, the most accurate version of the film. So, mm-hmm. they've included both of them. You also get full-length director, main cast, and actress commentaries uh you get uh the full film storyboarded and animatic the original VHS and sci-fi channel credit sequences just like that's a weird one there's uh, <laughs> a a 10 minute feature of like uh the Engli- english produced comics at the time in the in the late 90s there were there were project echo english produced comics there's a 10 minute feature that like syncs those up with the original english audio um all the music videos that were produced for the singles uh, an interview an extensive interview uh, with all the music staff. There was an original huh. 30 minute promotional VHS released only in Japan in 1986 prior to the film coming out that they they used to get extra money prior to apparently they made this VHS because the director wanted to buy new teeth, and that 's how he had to finance his new teeth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you get that 30 Relatable. minute you get that 30 minute promotional video. You get 10 minutes of footage from an unfinished uh, Project Echo CD-ROM game from the late 90s. Oh, my God. (laughs) Original Japanese and sci-fi channel TV channel spots. Key art, model sheets, deleted scene storyboards. Uh, An entire gallery for every single VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, and music CD release. That includes all the booklets, the discs, the cover arts, everything. Uh, the original program booklet from the film's debut night. Uh, the gallery of merchandise. Uh, footage of uh, an a, a, an extremely incomprehensible PC eighty eight game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, liner notes that explain nearly every reference in the film. Oh wow! I would uh, need that. <laughs> uh, Animator Easter eggs where, but like. When they were having the film digitized, they told them that they wanted it digitized all the way down to, like, all the sides and everything. So, like, usually, like, when you digitize film, you just crop it to the aspect ratio, and then you, that's mm-hmm. the frame you get. They wanted everything. So, they fit, did that. And in that, oftentimes, animators will, like, hide little doodles and stuff. What the f- Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, on the film, on the film stock, you can find, like, little doodles and stuff every now and again. So, there's some of that. Uh, so there's there's some animator easter eggs hidden in there uh and then like i mentioned the the 30 page in-depth look at the entire restoration process
2: um that's a lot i don't don't think i've ever heard of anything that feels like it deserved definitive edition more than this
1: this is this is the blu-ray that's specifically called project echo perfect edition on the cover yes Okay, good. Because I had already bought it. So if you said no, I would have been like, oh no. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I I think I'm going to, I'm going home to family um, at the end of next month uh and and bringing Cecile. uh, (laughs) And I think we can. a lot of my bro- my um, brothers like weird anime, and oh, I think I could get, I could encourage them to sit us all down and watch it together.
0: This is a ninety minute. This is such an
1: easy watch. It, there is nothing about it
0: that drags. Uh, I, I think that like the English dub still holds up too. I think like Excellent. despite the fact that it was recorded in eighty six and like voice acting, I don't think is anywhere near. Like back then, and the ADR, it's not as great, you know, not as great as we yeah. are now. But I still mm-hmm. think that that dub really holds up. Like everybody's kind of just they're playing up their roles in the way that this movie absolutely calls for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is just a delight top to bottom. I had no idea that this was such like a painstakingly loved on re-release yeah. until I looked at that thirty page thing that's included <laughs> uh buried in one of the menus, I was just like jesus they 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 put in so much love on this project um and yeah, and they're doing the follow ups as well apparently, oh cool. Uh, so, so they're doing like the the second movie and the o v a s um uh, which I don't think I that those like- were as good. Yeah, uh, They weren't as good, um, but I'm willing to give them another shot, seeing as that, like, I've not seen those in years, whereas, like, this movie I've returned to numerous times, but now, like, to have, like, a super cool definitive version that, like, looks as gorgeous as this does without it, like, it doesn't feel fake, it doesn't look mm-hmm. smoothed over in all the wrong ways that, like, a lot of remasters
2: can, um... Mm-hmm you got that grain
0: yes it does have some grain on it so it's still a very natural look it's just really cleaned up the colors Mm -hmm. pop a little more now um it's it like they did enough like they knew that they had enough tools at their disposal to really go crazy on this but they didn't want to sacrifice what makes Mm -hmm. this something from this era still feel of this era um, mm-hmm. and going into oh. it with that kind of mindset is definitely what makes this like by mm-hmm. leaps and bounds, like the absolute finest, um, like restoration of an anime that I've ever seen.
1: That's so damn cool.
2: That thing about animator doodles on the sides of the frames is like so insane. If you really think about it, I've literally stuff that never would... even
0: heard of that
2: until this. Yeah not only were those drawings just lost in the vault where, with the original master for like 25 years, yeah. no one had ever seen them to begin with. Like no one knew those existed until they found this thing. And we're like, Oh, Hey, let's just scan the whole picture. Yeah. Like that's, like so that's cool. absolutely awesome. I've to never me. heard of anything like that.
0: Yeah. Like I, I've never seen anything that cool before. I've never seen a re-release this just <laughs> so like, like you can feel the love like like there's so much here that like they really wanted this to shine in a way that it's never shined before and it feels like that it's a sh- it, it's something that finally gets the release i think that it deserves like this is the pomp and circumstance that like project echo may never have got over the years well now you finally get your flowers He's yeah go buy it so i cool. 100% 100% recommend it Fantastic
1: piece. So fucking cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. I, I, that's, I'm really excited. I on this is this is funny. I remember the cousin who's like ten years older than me who set me aside at a family reunion and was like, Oh, you want because because I'd mentioned like I'm interested in anime. I'd watched Death Note and I was interested in watching more. when he said, Well, here. Here's some, here's some stuff that I've enjoyed. I, I feel like I can remember the list still because it was like, he mentioned Higurashi. He mentioned oh. Project Eiko. He mentioned, um, I was probably like 16. He mentioned um, um, Last Exile, of all things. Ah, several other one. things. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, And and I remember watching like two-thirds of it and I just never got around to Project Eiko. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that was why I watched Higurashi in the first place. Oh, I, I got nice. into that before I met y'all. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's cool. that's that's a solid list. Like, like, yeah.
1: Oh God, I wish I could remember what more of them were, because there there are there are quite a few. There's some there are some nice bangers on there. I think I'll look at my list and see if I can remember. Hey, at, least
0: it, at least it wasn't Witchblade or Hellgirl, right?
2: <laughs> Hell Girl, right? When did Hellgirl come out?
1: Hell Girl. Oh, he like, said he told me to watch Paranoia Agent. Oh, I think.
2: Paranoia Agent. That's a good.
1: Yeah, one. he definitely he definitely told me to watch Paranoia Agent. That's why I watched that early 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 on man god and then my brother watched Elf and lee because he was uh, like plugged into <laughs> channer sites and was uh, oh, yeah like it's very aware weird. of very aware of like the cool new edgy yeah. anime. yeah we, all, we went all went watched to the Elf and lead, lead phase <laughs> we all
2: had that phase
1: <laughs> we all had the Elf and lead phase yeah yeah that's just good that a, i look yep I, I like to look back very fondly on that face on I that think period. that i I
0: don't like like I said I don't believe in bullshit guilty pleasure nonsense like mm-hmm. I like yeah. elfin lead I there's a lot of stuff I still like about elfin lead I can still admit that hey like it's kind of trash but I like trash okay it's fine
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> we both read the whole manga. Yeah we did That was the part I couldn't follow you down because I knew okay. stuff in there.
0: There's some real ugly stuff in that manga. Oh boy <laughs>
1: In both in content and in, in quality q- of in art. And quality of art. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> Red uh, Alright.
0: Does anybody else have anything else we want to talk about before we kick ourselves out of this?
1: everybody's life for another three weeks? Um, I have one other thing. Um, so on Friday, um, April first, I'm putting out a new Twine game. you're what? Ooh. Yeah, I made. A, I made <laughs> you're a... using
0: Twine. Nice joke. Nice April Fool's
1: joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my. I've, I've fall started with like eight Twine things over the years because I've always wanted to use it, yeah. and, but because it was always very hip and circles I ran it, but I never quite had a project where it felt right. Mm. Um, and this has just been a fucking journey. It's been like six months since I. I. I it started off as a non-interactive story, and then it's just like expanded, and it, it's it's turned into a really cool thing. It's good. It's like ten minutes long. I've watched um, three folks test play it so far, and all of them had fun. And again, it was like ten minutes, but it's very dense because there's a lot of choices. Nice. <laughs> so it's 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 very weird to. It's 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 very it was a very cool medium to work in and I'm very pleased with it. It is a short horror twine. Um so I'm you can just watch my Twitter for that um on Friday. All right. Got a title for it? Uh Breathless. Breathless.
0: Breathless. Yep. Sounds like one of those romance novels.
1: Yeah, that, that, it's it's basically that, that.
0: It's basically one of those romance novels with the buff dude on the front that that housewives buy.
1: uh it's definitely exactly why i like that it's weird how much you hit the nail on the head
0: gosh yeah like i said hey you know what sometimes i'm really smart yep i may be dumb
1: (laughs) (laughs) got us both of that
2: all
0: right i think that's gonna do it then is that a show is that it i think we do it that's a show did we
2: make it We made it. All right. We made it. That's
0: 153. We did it. All right. We'll catch you folks again in another few weeks. In the meantime, John Tyre, let the internet folks at home, tell them, preach it. Where can they find you?
1: Uh, Check farawaytimes.itch.io and I'll have a new game for y'all up on on Friday. It's nice to be making things again. And Brett.
2: Watch Ravy Starlight. (laughs) Ah. Fuck yeah! yeah. Watch Revue Starlight! Go watch yes. Revue
0: Starlight!
2: Do it!
1: Find John yeah. Fire and watch Crunchyroll. No, it's on, it's on High Dive. <laughs> I subscribe to High Dive to watch it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead. That's where I do everything. Nice. Yep. And in the meantime, remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.